0: Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast, with Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto. Sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. And by sportscollectorsdaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on sportscollectorsdaily.com. And sponsored by Drip Shop Live. Shop live streams of sports cards from your favorite sellers, right from your phone or computer. Giveaways, auctions, breaks, personal boxes, singles, and more. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. Hello,
1: everybody. Hello, 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 and good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You are listening to TTM Cast. That's right, TTM Cast, the nationally ranked sports podcast. My name is Jeff Baker. It is october 22nd 2022 season four episode 42 if you love ttm cards autographs collecting and basically whatever drew wants to talk about that's my co-host of course mr drew pelto from Dallas, Texas. hey drew hello drew why don't you let everyone know about your youtube channel you work so hard on you have such great content why don't you let them know let let everyone know how they can follow you on uh youtube and, and on social media
2: yeah, if you just go to youtube.com slash DFW you can find all of my videos that I post up on there. Uh, my September video went up about two weeks or so ago, a very long one, came out to over an hour long. Um, I can tell my October one at this point is probably going to be about 15 minutes tops. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, check that out, DFW Graffer. You can find me as DFW Graffer almost everywhere. It's what I use on Instagram, uh, Twitter all over the place. DFWGraphord.com is my website. even So just go right there. You can get a link to everything that I'm working on right there, whether it's any kind of social media stuff, whether it's all the stuff from the sets I'm trying to collect all signed. It's all right there. DFWGraphord.com.
1: It's all great content, guys. Check it out. We are on social media as well. We have the podcast but we have a radio show, a radio station, radio show, radio show. We have a radio show, Drew. I know that we do.
2: Yes, we do. If, if we had an entire station, we'd be, we'd be like rolling. Yeah. Up. Yeah.
1: We, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be sitting in a, in our palatial uh, offices here doing right. <laughs> doing this,
2: <laughs> but yeah, sports map radio has our uh, show on it. It's called sports collectors club. You can check it out at sportscollectorsclub.com We air Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern time, Sunday mornings at 7 a.m. Eastern same show in both spots. So, uh, if you catch one, you don't have to, you know, get up super early for the other one, at least there, or if you miss the first one, you can always catch it a second time. You can also find all of our past episodes on our website at sportscollectorsclub.com.
1: So go and check that out as well. Cool. Thank you, Drew. Hey, you know what? I'm a sucker. I I buy these Tops Chrome, the Tops <laughs> Chrome blasters. You know, they, they don't put all the the short prints in it. And I I see them at, at Target and I still pick them up. I, I I like them. I like the tops, Chrome Blasters. Have you you seen tops Chrome at all?
2: I haven't. I haven't really been looking, though, either. I haven't actually been in Target or Walmart in a while now. So uh, next time I'm out there, though, I'll check and see if they get them in there. But I definitely get what you're uh, saying there, because, I mean, when uh, you go back, you know, what, a year and a half when I was uh, first working on the 2021 Heritage sets. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was buying up a ton of those. Like, if I see one, I'm going to grab a box until I finish that set off. And it's like, all right, finish the set. Great. I'm still going to buy a box anyway. So
1: yeah, I know I, <laughs> I'm a, i I'm like, I'm like Pavlov's dog when I, I it comes to cards. I, I go to target or Walmart or whatever. And I don't get out. I, I get out probably less than you, uh, <laughs> but I, I see a box. I'm like, Oh, cards, cards, cards. I gotta have cards. I don't have cards. So I guess I'm addicted to it, but um, you know, I like them. I got two blaster boxes at target uh, the other day. Uh, I busted them both open and, and I didn't get any autographs, but I guess I got some good cards. I, I, I really like the cards. I think tops did a great job with the with the Chrome this year. So uh, I went to the Northeast uh, Collectibles Show Card Show in Quincy, Massachusetts this past Sunday. Uh, it was the first time they've had the show and they're Actually, it was so successful. They're going to run a, a two day show in March. Okay. So uh it, it was a really good show that it was really well organized. Uh George Pep from George Pep's cards if you're in the uh, Quincy Massachusetts area go check out his his store it's a, it's a really great store. Well he him and his brother were in the show and it, it was flawless a, a, a fantastic show that was packed. There was so many vendors. I didn't I didn't get to walk walk around the show at all. I was there for maybe like I don't know three or four hours in, uh, I was doing, conducting interviews. I interviewed a, a collector, a couple young collectors. I op- interviewed, uh, one of the, their vendors, one of the guys that had a table there. I interviewed George and I interviewed, um, the guy, the, the gentleman Scott that was running the, the, uh, autographs. He was the guy, the, the autograph guy. I interviewed the the guy that did the uh, voice, the, he had, they actually had an MC. At the show, those running around with the microphone. I interviewed him, and then interviewed I don't know two, four, five or six former athletes. Cool. So you you can go. I have all those interviews up right now. Uh, I posted it the other day. So if you want to go check it out on our uh, website, ttmcast.com, and we're going to post the interviews for the next month, one one interview a month, just to, to they're they're short interviews. they're only five or five to ten minute interviews, so we're going to post them every month, but it was really fun. And I want to thank George for having us. And, and uh, it, was, it was, it was really a, a great show. And then I've been watching the, the baseball playoffs. You know, we have the NBA started and NHL is, is in full swing, but the baseball playoffs have been very good this year. The, uh, I think they've been very competitive. I, I think, uh, unfortunately, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put the black armband on for your, your guardians because yep, they, yep. We, we, we won't rub salt in the womb, but Terry made a, Terry made an error and, I think they just re-signed Terry for next year. I think they, get, they gave him another year.
2: That's good. Yeah. I mean, he's he's the best manager in the game right now, so, you know, stick, keep him around for another year. He's had the health problems and everything, but he was able to get through this season completely fine from what I know, so yeah, hopefully that's all behind him for a little while, and hopefully Cleveland keep him around for another couple of years.
1: Yeah, The Astros are uh, a thorn in the side of the Yankees. I don't think the Yankees can beat the Astros. Would you agree with me on that? Yeah, I mean, they have
2: not shown anything yet, and I mean, it doesn't really matter to me because no matter what, I'm sure whoever comes out of the National League, so. You
1: know who's really surprised me on on, on the Astros ter- team, and I haven't seen much of him because he's a rookie, is that Jeremy Pena. He he can
2: hit, can he? He's been highly touted for a little while there. Unfortunately, we never got to see him in Frisco at all because uh, 2020, the year that he would have been in Frisco, he uh, was, you know, everything got knocked out by COVID. 2021, I think he was there for a little bit that season, but uh, Corpus didn't come in at that point. And now he's, you know, up in the majors, so. Yeah, never got to see him at all, but yeah, he's been uh, tearing up pretty well all year. If it hadn't been for uh, Julio Rodriguez, you might see Jeremy Pena as at least one of the top two in the rookie of the year voting in the American
1: League. Yeah, I mean, he certainly had a better year than Frank Wander Franco. Yeah, <laughs> he's a he's a player. He's a he's a keeper. And then uh, in the National League, the Phillies uh, have uh outplaying the Padres right now. But I don't know, Philly. The Phillies are are scrappy, but there's a lot of star power on that that San Diego team, and I, I think they might. They they might uh, pull up their bootstraps, so to speak, and, and take this one. What do you think? It's a two one series right now, so it's still a toss up at this
2: point. I mean, Philly now has you know home field advantage and everything since they split out in San Diego. But yeah, I mean, uh, San Diego just has too much there to just go. I know out
1: there's so up. much talent, isn't there? The, yeah. Their pitching's great. Their bullpen's good. They they got uh, a lot of offense. I you know I I'm not you know that. Philly has a couple uh, pretty good players and they're solid all around, but I just, I don't I think San Diego's going to come back and win this thing.
2: And the crazy thing is they're doing that all without Fernando Tatis playing either. So that's, I mean, you add him back in for next year. It's like, wow, this, uh, they could be building something real big there.
1: I know what's well, fun. Baseball playoffs
2: are fun. Well, Drew, how was your week? Pretty good. I didn't do a whole heck of a lot. So that's uh, always good. I mean, once again, in October here, it's, you know, the end of the in-person graphing season. I'm all done there. I've actually got stuff I need to mail back to people there. I know, uh, Rob Parker sent me that whole box of cards there for the uh, national trip. And I held onto it throughout the entire season, just through, all the way to the end, just in case I had a chance to get some more stuff signed for him. And I actually did get a few extra ones signed uh, well after that. So now everything's over. Hey, Rob, if you're listening, I'm going to get these out to you here soon. I'll contact you about it this week and get those to you, but yeah, pretty quiet week aside from that. I mean, just, uh, yeah, I can't really think of anything that I did here during uh, during the week at all. Nothing really hobby related at all. A little, a couple of trades. Okay, over. you
1: got to you got to take a break. You had that yeah. long, that big long trip, and you're hitting all the in person stuff at all these minor league stadiums. You're 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 allowed. Yeah, so <laughs> taking the time off there. Did a couple of trades at least. So I
2: got one of those in. Got another one that should be coming in this week, uh, probably Monday, Tuesday, somewhere around there. A couple of purchases as well that'll be coming in. So you know, keeping it light there at least.
1: Well, we have a really fun show for you. A lot of stuff to tell you about uh, what's happening in the news. We have all sorts of cool stuff. But we have Tom's, uh, uh, Tom Zappala. Tom Zappala has written a new book. It's uh, uh, the di- called Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks Collection. It's um, Ken Kendricks, who's the principal owner for the Diamondbacks, is a huge uh, card collector. And he uh, Tom got access to all his cards and picked the 50 best cards that he had and featured it in this really cool full 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 color full color book it's really a great book with nice stories about the cards and uh it's really a nice nice book so i'm going to talk to tom about writing the book uh, tom also hosts a uh a really enter- entertaining podcast video podcast show it's uh broadcast every wednesday he co-hosts it with uh former red sox great Rico petrocelli it's called the, the great american sports collectible show and uh we're going to talk to him about that as well so uh stick around for that from Anthony with Tom Zappala next week we have Buddy Curry Buddy, Buddy Curry played eight seasons as a linebacker for the Falcons all the Falcons and Drew you be proud of me I did not bring up the Super Bowl at all That's he good. wasn't he wasn't around for that but I didn't want to rub it in with uh you know 20 28 to 3 or whatever the number is when the the Patriots came back and and one so I didn't he's a life he's a Falcon guy so I didn't bring that up but I did talk to a buddy about his career and uh, he's a big, you know, he sends autographs through the mail and stuff. So we're going to have buddy Curry next week. This week we have Tom Zapla. next week, buddy Curry. We also have all our regular segments, right, Drew? We do indeed. We've got Baker's dozen where I'll cover all the news from the previous week,
2: all throughout the hobby worlds. Patrick pass. We're going to talk to him, former running back for the new England Patriots. A, uh, was that? A 2000 draft pick, I believe of, uh, the Pats. there. Yep. Uh, fast forward football. So, uh, We'll get into all of our football predictions for the week. There, five random games, and
1: uh, yeah, we're not a ab- We're not embarrassed. This is the first week we can both say we're not embarrassed by our picks.
2: Yes, this is. We actually did all right this past week. So, spoiler alert, right there. So, don't fast forward through fast forward football this time. We actually did all right. So, we've also got more from Les. Les Wolf will be joining us and talking about. Uh, Whatever's on his mind here this week. I haven't heard it yet, so we'll be surprised by that. Yeah, you
1: never know with less. You, just, you yep. just serve him up a question and let him go. He's awesome. <laughs> exactly.
2: Oh, we've got Making the Grade. We'll cover everything in the world of grading in our hobby. Also got the stamp of approval. Jeff and I will talk about something we want to give our two thumbs up to here from the previous week. The Vern Rap Minute will cover any deaths in the world of sports, celebrity, music, movies, politics, anything like that. And, of course, the reason why you're here, the reason why we're here, our
1: TTM returns. Thanks, Drew. You do that the best. Guys, we love to hear from you. The, one of the favorite things that uh, Drew and I is, is getting texts and getting emails. We love to feedback. If you have any interest in being on the show, let me know. If you have a guest suggestion, let me know. If you have any questions for Les or Drew, let us know. You can send it to our text line, which is 978-729- 662 Don't worry if you didn't write it down. It's available on our website, but it is 978-729-0662. That's our text line. Or you can email us at ttmcast at yahoo.com. He's the man, isn't he? (laughs) Ttmcast. Ching! Ching! Well, guys, that wraps up all our introductions. We are going to go right into Baker's Dozen.
0: Baker's Dozen, sponsored by SportsCollectorsDaily.com.
1: baker's dozen is a new summary of what's been going on in the hobby just want to remind everyone to check out my article on ttm and autograph collecting on the sportscollectorsdaily.com sportscollectorsdaily.com. i sent just my article over to uh rich miller and uh, he was the editor i just sent the new article over to him yesterday so that'll be probably be up Monday morning, I think. So make sure you check that out Monday morning or Tuesday on TTMing and autograph collecting at sportscollectorsdaily.com. Well, Drew, we have some auction news to report. Uh, Let's Long, who uh, won the silver medal in the 1936 Olympics for men's long jump, he finished second to Jesse Owens. His uh, silver medal sold for at auction at CPC Auction 4, four hundred and eighty eight thousand dollars that is a record for olympic medals P- pretty cool and uh you know that was a very historic olympics right that was the one in berlin uh with adolf hitler and the whole whole uh, uh nine yards and jesse owens and uh so luz long's 1936 silver medal went for four hundred eighty-eight thousand
2: dollars. wow got some uh, cool stuff up for auction from a uh, heritage auctions here uh Wayne Gretzky's exhibition and first pro game as the uh, with the uh, WHA's Indianapolis Racers, ticket stubs from both of those going up in the Heritage Fall Auction. Starts a little less than a week from now, October 27th, is when they're going to be open for bids. Fifteen thousand dollar opening bid on those, but really cool piece right there of uh, Wayne Gretzky memorabilia. And you know, ticket stubs—we've always mentioned them—they're hot right now. And so for something like that, I mean, the great ones, first couple of games—that's uh, that's real nice uh, grouping right there. HA.com is where you can go to put in your bids on that.
1: Don't you love those old WHA uniforms and logos? I I just really love them. Well, this
2: this ultimate Leagues like that are always fun. The WHA, the ABA, the old AFL. I mean- you can't go wrong with those, you know, red and white striped AFL uh, referees uniforms. There,
1: <laughs> I agree; those are really cool. Well, this one, I don't know. We filed this under what? So what took so friggin' long, right? Or yeah. I can't believe that he only got this. But a Michigan man was sentenced to thirty months in jail for selling repackaged uh, cards, packs of cards, uh, to a couple who spent over forty three thousand dollars with him. In addition to the bogus packs that they found in his house. And the Bogus Packs he was selling. They also found fake Bobby R. Rookie cards, Wayne Gretzky Rookie cards, Bill Russell Rookie cards, Michael Jordan Rookie cards, and a rookie card of Babe Ruth. He's been doing this, Drew, for 30 years. He's The gentleman's 57 years old or 54 years old, something like that. And he started it when he was in college. He sent uh, things over to his roommate's parents in Hong Kong, and they printed this stuff up up for him and then he's just been repackaging repackaging these cards and uh it's just so bogus he's been doing it for 30 years he only got 30 months in jail hopefully that's just the first of many charges for him right because i think they got him on um wire cap wire fraud right that's that's where they used to get all the the mafia guys right on on, on wire fraud i think they yeah they not- hit him with fraud charges and tax evasion charges first and everything but how do you only, I mean, this thing's been going on
2: for that long. You only get 30 months. I mean, that's uh wow. I mean, there have been some where they've gotten even less than that. So I guess I should be happy that, yeah, it's 30 months. You know, it's going to be almost what three, two and a half years behind bars, but still that's, seems like it should be a lot more for it being, uh, for it going on that
1: long. Right. For 30 years. How much money do you think he, he, uh, stole right? Literally stole yeah. from people and how much bad, uh, product is out on the marketplace because of him so right uh, hopefully this is a signal to people that are thinking of doing this to not do it i mean and hopefully this guy uh, gets multiple charges added on to him now that they've got him behind bars another thing that i saw there's a lot of uh, fake kabooms have been hitting the market uh you know kabooms are the, the big uh what chase cards right they're, they're chase yeah. cards in uh, panini products and panini absolute and uh, some other Panini products, and, and they're 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 kind of the big chase card. Well, there's a there's a, a whole batch of fake bo- Kabooms that have hit the market. So, buyer beware, right? Buyer buyer beware. Just be careful. And uh, you know, I know it's good that eBay is doing a lot of authenticating now on, on stuff that that are more. I think it's more what two hundred dollars or three hundred dollars or something. I forget what the threshold is, but um, they are they are helping out uh, the hobby. But if you do go to shows and a price of something is way too low, it's probably not real, guys. Just be careful.
2: Make sure you have some, I mean, if you're not sure, have an expert take a look at it before you buy too. That's the biggest thing is, I mean, I don't trust my own eye on some stuff like that. So I would definitely want to make sure that, you know, make sure it's slabbed by one of the, by a reputable company. Make sure you have somebody who's an expert in that. Take a look at it first. Anything like that, just don't go in blind because unfortunately there's a lot of stuff out there you just can't trust now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I would say that 99.9% of my collection is authentic, um, but I'm sure I have a couple fakes in there that maybe I picked up at a card show or, um, you know, gotten a trade from somebody, not that they were trying to sell me a fake one, but that, you know, we thought it was, I thought it was real. They thought it was real. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's, I've got one or two fakes in, in all, all my cards and, you know, we, in, as an autograph collector, you don't know all the TTMs that we get if people, actually signed it, we're, we're taking on good faith. I'm sure that they have some uh, TTMs that, that are not real quote-unquote autographs.
2: Got a new collecting app that's out there to check out. Uh, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now called uh, Ludex or Ludex, L-U-D-E-X. It allows you to upload, organize, and store your collection on your phone or your laptop. So accessible through both of those which is a big plus for me right there. I mean, there's so many apps out there that are phone only or something so to be able to do this on both my phone and my laptop great stuff right there it's got a, a real-time price guide on it and they can handle baseball football and basketball cards right now uh they've got a free trial going on so make sure you check them out after that's gonna be a 9.99 monthly fee certainly very affordable and i believe we're going to be hearing from the uh from one of their uh, big
1: weeks here in the next couple of weeks aren't we yes we are we have the president of uh ludex will be on in a couple of weeks so uh, we look forward to speaking to brian um a couple uh, shows that are going to come up and coming. We have the Chantilly shows this weekend. So I'm so jealous green. I'm so jealous that I can't go to that show. It looks like a great show. So if you go and enjoy yourself, just a couple big shows coming up. We have the Greater Boston Sports Collectors Convention. It's been going on for uh, ever in terms of uh, how many times this the, the anniversary of this show is. But it's going to be November 5th through the 8th in Wilmington, Massachusetts at the Shriners Auditorium. Go to gbsccconvention.com for more information. They have tons of autographed guests. Also, this is a big one. And If you're in the uh, Toronto or um, Buffalo area, because Toronto is not that far from Buffalo, you the Sports Card Expo in Toronto, which is a great hockey show, they have tons of hockey guys. Another show that I wish I could go to. Uh, it's going to be November 10th to the 13th. And that's at Car- Sports Card Expo, Toronto.com. Drew, one of these days, we have to just pick a couple of shows that like, okay, you know, instead of going to the national and do one show, we do like three or four of these shows because there's all these shows that come up. They're like, geez, I wish I could go to that show. I wish I could go to that show, you know? Yeah, that's Toronto Expo. I mean, there's that's one I've been wanting to go to
2: for a long time. I
1: know it's a great hockey show.
2: Yeah. And there's so many, there's still stuff that I need for my hockey sets, for my uh, hockey autograph sets that I might be able to find there. If I can, you know, spend some time digging around there, but I just have never been able to get up there in time for it and everything. So
1: I know with COVID, you know, you couldn't go for the last couple of years, but it is right. open now. I bet our friend Sal's going. I bet Sal Barry's going. He's yeah. That's, that, that's that got him written all over it. Yep. Uh, but it, it's it, um, again, I love going to shows and uh, it, I'd like to go to some of these, you know, like the Philly show is always good. The big, I'd like to go to Dallas show. I'd like to go to uh, the show. There's a show in California every year that the San Francisco area. that I'd like to go. To. There's all a bunch of shows that I I'd like to attend, but you know, my wife would would divorce me if I said, "Honey, well, I want to go to Toronto to a card show." <laughs> There's one down in Houston
2: every year too that I've been talking about trying to get yeah. to. Yeah, still haven't yet. I mean, that's of like a four hour drive for me. I could easily knock that out, but no, still haven't gotten around to it.
1: One of these days, one of these days, my friend.
2: Yep, yep. We got some uh, new stuff from The Card Life. It's uh, been a little while since we've mentioned them, but uh, episodes three and four of their second season are now available up on YouTube at The Card Life TV. Episode three was from Tampa. They talked to Tim from Signatures for Soldiers. Episode four, Kansas City. That one's uh, the newest one to be added there on YouTube. Of course, you can always catch their most recent episodes on Bally Sports, but after it's aired there for a month, you can find it on YouTube as well. So The Card Life TV on YouTube, go and check them out.
1: I, I love this show. I really do. It's yeah. it, it's, it's it's done uh, very well for the beginning collector and the, the the more advanced collector. I think you and I are more advanced collectors, but even you know my wife can watch it and get something from it, and then I can watch it and get something from it. And uh, uh, I think Matt's a good host. I think Brandon uh, Versal does a great job as a producer with him and his wife. It, it's just a, a fun show. Uh, I just want to create congratulate our friends at BuyCards.com. Car, uh, they are now have over 3 million cards listed on their site. Remember when they just hit a million, just probably, I don't know, six months ago, right? Went... Yeah. This was back in the spring. Yeah. yeah so congratulations guys. Uh, 3 million cards. Go check it out. It's just a, an alternative to eBay. People are always asking me where else can I buy cards other than, than eBay. And, and this is a, a, a great, a nice site. You've been there, right?
2: Yeah. I've checked them out a little bit. Um, I haven't bought anything through there yet at all, but yeah, I mean, it looks like they've got a really great setup there. Uh, and, yeah, just like you said, it's good to have uh, something other than, you know, sport lots and COMC than eBay. And, yeah, I really like the way they've got everything uh, rolling through there. So, hopefully uh, hopefully that keeps on going and keeps on growing.
1: Yeah, and I don't think they have they, – I don't think they're still tra- – they're not charging a listing fee right now good, to list good. cards on their sh- – uh, sell cards on their sh- uh, site, so – I'm not sure how much longer that's going to last, but I think through the end of the year. Don't quote me on that, guys. So, <laughs> but I think it's through the end of the year. So, check them out. We have a lot of new releases. It's really busy time in terms of releasing cards. I think a lot of the card companies, uh, including Tops Panini, are kind of catching up, right? They had yeah, uh, yeah. supply chain problems, and they're fr- they're kind of catching up. So it's kind of, it's we're seeing a lot of new releases, which is cool. Uh, there's a 2022 Bowman Sterling baseball. I saw a um, a case opening of them. There's five packs of five cards. There's uh, one Chrome autograph uh, per box, and they're um they're they're uh, you know they're rookies. These are guys that haven't really played much, or you know uh, played in minors or just played a little in the uh, majors boxes of uh, 2022 Bowman strong baseball are going for about
2: $300 uh, for you big spenders out there in the soccer world Panini national treasures FIFA road to the world cup has, uh, has hit the shelves. You get one pack, 10 cards and out of those 10, you're getting eight autograph or memorabilia cards. So a lot of real, uh, real nice stuff in there. That's going to run you $3,500 though. So, you know, we were talking a couple uh, a couple weeks ago that they had a national treasure release that was at a, much lower price. This one's more like what we're used to, right there, thirty-five yep. hundred there for that box there. But you can get some really cool stuff in there. So if you got the money, check it out. If you're a soccer guy,
1: yeah, I think this like you can get a Pele or a Maradona or some of the the yep. soccer greats are in there. I know people have been uh, talking about the checklist and what what cards are available and what car what guys aren't. But uh, you know, uh, Clemente, Lise, and I talked about that a couple of weeks ago, so you can check that out. But uh, we have the 2022 Panini Certified Football came out. You get 10 packs, five cards per pack. You get one freshman fabric mirror signature or piece uh, of game signature, plus one auto and two memorabilia, which is not bad. Panini 2002 Certified Football goes for
2: $200. There's one for the gamblers out there. If you want to take a roll the dice on a single card, tops Luminaries Baseball for 2022. You get one encased autograph or relic per box. That's gonna run you four hundred twenty-five bucks, though, so a little higher than the uh, than like the uh, archives autographs there, where it's uh, where it's one per box, but one encased auto or relic in there for four twenty-five on tops luminaries.
1: The 2021-22 Panini Spectra basketball is out. Uh, you get four packs of four cards per pack. You get four autos in a box, and those are going for about nine hundred dollars. So That's 2021-22 Panini Spectra basketball for nine hundred bucks. We're also about a week away from seeing the 2022 Tops Update Series for
2: baseball come out. So October 28th is going to be the release date on that one. So uh, you can grab yourself a hobby box of that. 24 packs, 14 cards per pack. You get one auto per box. They're at $115. They also have jumbo boxes out there. You get 10 packs of 46 cards, is that? Is that yeah, it's 46 yeah. there. Yep, yeah. 460 cards in there. Total one autograph, one relic. Pretty nice, uh, nice deal right there, it sounds like. $225 on that one.
1: Very good. Thanks, Drew. Well, that wraps up Baker's Dozen for the week. As I said at the beginning of the show, I had the opportunity to go to the Northeast Card Show in Quincy, Mass this past weekend, and I interviewed a bunch of the guys that were signing autographs, and one of the guys I spoke with was Patrick Pass. Patrick Pass, of course, played pay, uh, with the New England Patriots. He played uh, running back. He played he was on three Super Bowl teams. So uh, please enjoy my my interview with, with Patrick Pass. We are here in Quincy, Mass., at the uh, New England Sports Collectibles Show, first uh, edition, first time ever, and we are talking with former New England Patriots Patrick Pass. Welcome, Patrick.
4: Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Patrick, is it uh, different from you to, to come out and, and meet fans and, and sign autographs, and has uh, anyone shared any cool stories with you?
4: Uh, not, not at this show, but um, it is nice to come out and to see the, the, the crave that, that these guys still have for car collecting. I mean, it's not only just football, baseball, basketball, hockey, but I see some Pokemon over there, some Bart Simpson, and stuff like that. So, you know, I, when I was a kid, I used to collect baseball cars myself, but, and, and you still see these grown adults out here, you know, doing the same thing, you know, something they love doing.
1: Do you still have the car, your cards from when you were a kid?
4: Uh I don't remember where I put them, but I'm sure they're <laughs> somewhere. Now. They're,
1: they're somewhere. Were you a were you a, uh, a collector of autographs or memorabilia or no, just No, just
4: just baseball cards. Actually, it was just baseball cards as a kid, so I'm sure I probably got some gems in there if I go back and find them.
1: We're speaking with Patrick Pass, former New England Patriot, and we are at the Northeast Collectibles Show here in Quincy, Mass. And Patrick is here signing autographs and meeting with fans. Uh, Patrick, what do you think of the Patriots this year? Uh, You know what? It's really too early to tell
4: um, what kind of team they have until you get to about the fifth or sixth game of the season. Um, You know, there's a, uh, a few games that they should have won, you know, especially against the Ravens, they played well. They played well enough to win that game, but it didn't go, you know, in their favor. But, you know, I really like that quarterback, Zappy. He's playing really well. Um, Ramondre Stevens, the running back, is playing really well. And it seemed like the defense is coming to, you know, play well as well. So, um, time will tell once they get, you know, to, you know, like the fifth or sixth game of the season to see where they're heading, you know, for, this, for the regular season.
1: Do you have a favorite memory of on on the field? Do you have a favorite game, maybe a game that you won a game ball or a, no, no, a no. favorite victory? My, my
4: favorite game always going to be the first Super Bowl because I think that Super Bowl jump started the next six Super Bowls for the New England Patriots. So that's always going to be my first, my favorite one.
1: Did you see uh, the greatness of Tom Brady back then? (laughs) Did you? I I really
4: did, actually, because Tom and and I got drafted in the same draft class. He was one round before me, and the guy worked ethic was just unbelievable. Um, I just knew that once he get a chance to get in and you know show the team and show the the fans and the coaches what he's capable of doing, it was gonna be hard to get him from underneath the center. And as you see, when Drew went down against the New York Jets and Brady came in, it was just it was no turning back when he got in there and did what he did.
1: Do you have any uh, collectibles from your playing days? Did you keep any helmets or oh, yeah, game balls yeah, or, got, or shirts? I got, or? I got
4: two Bowl helmets and jerseys and, you know, just the, the entire uh, Super Bowl uniform in my house. So I use that for <clears throat> motivation when I when I go and, I, you know, my, my when I go and talk to kids and try to get them, you know, to – pay attention and listen and, and to surround himself with good people, I use that as motivation. I, you know, I, I kind of tell my story, how I grew up in the projects in Georgia and how I surrounded myself with good people, and, you know, I made it out. And I use old helmets and jerseys to give them some type of motivation that they can make it out of any situation that they put themselves into.
1: Did you collect any autographs from your playing days, or did you guys trade? Like, back now the guys trade shirts, yeah, right? They no, trade- it
4: wasn't, you know... It, it wasn't like that when I was playing. It was like, all right, you go out there and you try to kick ass and you go home. Now they want to talk and, and, and trade jerseys and stuff like that, which is cool because uh, <clears throat> you never know when you're going to see a player against that person again in your career. So you try to get the best player on each team jersey. And I don't know what these guys doing with them. I don't know if they they just collect them just to be collecting them or they really have a man cave that they hang up in. So um, whatever the case may be, is it's is fine with them. But, no, we just... We went out there, we played the football game, and we went home.
1: Did you have a a team that you really enjoyed beating or really enjoyed playing against? All of them. All of them? You didn't
4: (laughs) didn't care? You you just wanted to win? I just wanted to win. I mean, especially the ones in your own division like the Miamis, the Jets, and the Buffalo Bills. We already knew that it was going to be a a 4-0 weekend right there whenever we played those guys. Yeah, but now the the, the the things have changed. You know, Buffalo has coming to their own. Miami has doing their thing, and the Jets are still the Jets. Yeah, the Jets
1: are still the Jets. That's right. Well, thank you. We are speaking with Patrick Pass. Patrick Pass, of course, played for the New England Patriots. He was on two Super Bowl champions. Three. Three. I always forget. We always forget the third one. Don't forget. That one. He's a Super Bowl champion. Is there uh, was one Super Bowl uh, different than the other, or no, they were all the all the different. same? Always the first the, the, one.
4: The, the feeling is, uh, uh, about the same, but the first one always going to be the best.
1: Well, thank you for your time today. Patrick Pass is here signing autographs. We are at the Northeast Collectibles Show in Quincy, Mass. Thank you for your time, Mr. Pass. Anytime. Nice to meet you.
5: Thank you.
1: Drew, it's always nice to talk to a guy that was there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you know, you get that firsthand uh, account and he was there basically the very first day that Brady walked on the practice field. And we talked to uh, Patrick about that. So uh, I want to thank Patrick for, for spending a little time with me uh, this past weekend. And it was, it was nice to talk to him. Well, Drew, what, what time is it? It's time for fast forward football, fast forward football, guys. Time to hit that button. Fast forward, football guys. Drew and I are making our picks right now. Hit fast forward right now. Okay, Drew, you are officially Jimmy the Greek of our show. Okay, <laughs> Drew went one and four and one. Congratulations, four and one. He he won, he won the Patriots game. For his first time he's hit a Patriot game. Congratulations. I went three and two, so I was better than five hundred, which is great. Uh, he has taken a two week lead on our bet. We're betting a, a sheet of stamps. Um, so we'll uh, see. J- Drew might be getting a sheet of stamps from me if I, I don't stop making better picks. But <laughs> <laughs> this week we have five games. We always pick five games. We just we picked uh, the winner with the spreads. And uh, Drew, since you won the week, you get the first pick. You, we've got the Colts. The Indianapolis Colts are at. The Tennessee Titans and the Titans are giving three points. Who do you like? I'm gonna have to go Tennessee in this one. It's, uh, I mean, that's
2: kind of a toss up there to me. And I mean, you know, only a three point spread there toward the home team really kind of shows that. But yeah, Tennessee is just that's what's uh, that's what first thought, best thought usually, and Tennessee came
1: first to me. All right, even though they don't have Jonathan Taylor, I will take the Colts because I have to make make up some ground here, and <laughs> it doesn't do me any good if we tie every game, right? Right, right. All right, so I'm gonna take the Colts. All right, we have. Drew's Cleveland Browns at the Ravens. The Ravens are giving six and a half points. I don't know what, I don't know what to make of your Browns team. I really don't. They are just, they are schizo, aren't they?
2: Yeah. I mean, they are just a couple of bad defensive calls away from being a five and one team, but they're also a little bit of luck away from being a one and five team. I know.
1: I don't know. And uh, who's going to show up for, for uh, the Ravens in terms of quarterbacking, you know, that I just, I don't know. But I'm going to take the Ravens. I'll take the Ravens and give the f- six and a half points. The, Ra- the Ravens will probably win this game by three, but I'll I'll give the I'll give the six and a half. I'm with you on the Ravens winning by
2: three. So because of that, I'm taking the Browns. I figure it's going to be a one-score game right there. And yeah, I kind of do too, but it's the uh, I mean the Browns defense has just been so confusingly bad this year, and I don't get it at all. And I feel like you could see uh What's name? Lamar Jackson go running and throwing all over them, but the Browns' offense has been surprisingly good, so
1: I think they'll be able to keep it close. No, I know they can run the ball, and but what happened that with the game against the Patriots? The Browns' defense disappeared in the third quarter. Yeah, it really that's, did. That's I, been very common
2: for them this year. I mean, PFF they're I think the twenty eighth ranked defense in the league, which is you know yikes when you're dealing with Miles Garrett down there. It's like
1: I know Miles Garrett is still good, and then they bad. got Clowney. Clowney's been hurt, but yeah, I think he's coming back this week. Hope so. All right, we have the Kansas City Chiefs are at the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are getting three points, so San Francisco plus three. Drew, who do you like?
2: Well, I mean, San Francisco did just pick up uh, McCaffrey there from Carolina, but I don't think that's going to be quite enough. I'm going to take Kansas City in this one.
1: Okay. You know what? I'm going to take Kansas City as well. I agree with you. I I don't think um, San Francisco has enough offense to stay with Kansas City. All right, we have the New York Jets, who are as hot as can be, right? I think yeah. they've won three or four, three games in a row, something like are, that. Yeah, they are at the Denver Broncos. Denver is giving three points. Denver can't score, right? Yeah. They're they're got a good defense, but they can't score. The Jets, the defense has been pretty good, and their offense hasn't been that bad. The, that kid Hall um, has has been having a pretty good season so far. Do I want to really take the Jets, Drew? Do I really want to take the Jets? get the three points against Denver and taking the jets, huh? All right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the jets because everything in my being tells me take Denver. Yeah. I'm going to have to take the jets too. I mean, I, I looked at this. I'm like,
2: how the hell is Denver the favorite in this? No, no, there's no way I got to take the jets.
1: Okay. We both have the jets. So we're two, two same games. I'm glad I picked a different game on, on the Colts in Tennessee. All right. The last game, this could be interesting. We have the Chicago bears Monday night at new England, the Patriots are giving seven and a half points. Seven and a half points to the Bears. Um, the Patriots, their defense is playing great. Their offense has been uh, capitalizing on a lot of uh, turnovers that the Patriot that the defense is getting. Uh, I still don't believe in this offense at all, Drew. But go ahead, you make the pick.
2: Well, I'm not totally buying into Zappy Mania yet, but I just seven and a half. That is that's a lot. So uh, I'm, I'm I'll take the Patriots on this one.
1: You're going to give seven and a half. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm I'll take the bears just because I got it. I got We have to have some different picks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I got to make up some ground this week, you know? Yeah. And I mean,
2: so far, I mean, you're probably making the right choice there because I'm what one in five, I think on the Patriots so far this year. So yeah,
1: you are. All right, guys, welcome back. We are done with fast forward football. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're going to have uh my favorite segment. I love talking to this guy. He has been such a huge addition to the show. We talk to him just about every week. He is, of course, Les Wolf uh, from Les Wolf Sports LLC. He uh, has been collecting uh, and dealing in cards for I don't know sixty years, right, Drew? For, for forever. Like he that, yeah. is at every. He's at every national. He goes to a bunch of shows. We talked to Les about going to a couple of shows re- recently that he exhibited at. We talked to him a little about baseball playoffs and Les just. Uh, I, I just I just serve it up. I, all I do is I just give him the the the, lob, the high lob, and he hits it out of the park every time. So please enjoy my interview with Hobby Insider Les Wolf.
0: And now it's time for more from Les with Hobby Legend Les Wolf.
1: Hey guys, it's my favorite my favorite segment of the whole show. I get to talk to my favorite guy. Uh, he his kid calls him the Wolf Man, but I just call him Les Wolf. Les Wolf, of course, has been collecting sports marabilia for over 60 years he sells uh and collects and he has a website that you can go check out it's called les wolf sports llc he has all sorts of cool stuff on his website hey les hey jeff good afternoon. how are you very good you put your seller's hat on the last couple of weeks going to a couple of shows how mm-hmm. was the uh, the the boxing show in Atlantic city two weeks ago it was
3: very good, actually.
1: Did did um, I know we talked a little about it? But did you um, did you get any autographs there? Was it was there? Yeah, a... it was.
3: Unfortunately, the two biggest names, Julio Cesar Chavez and Lennox Lewis, weren't there. But I did manage to get Roberto Duran and some stuff I needed. But the best thing about this Hall of Fame, uh, run by Ray McLean, is unlike the boxing Hall of Fame upstate, International Boxing Hall of Fame. He lets the fighters make some money by signing their name. At the show, I was able to get a bunch of things signed by Larry Holmes. They gave him money. Michael Nunn, who was in jail for like 20 years, who needed the money. You know, we, we, we paid him some money. But it gives the opportunity for the fighters to make some money. And, and unfortunately, in, in all sports, mainly so in boxing, the uh, the boxers don't make much money.
1: What do, you and, get, what do you get sell, uh, signed there? Do you get uh, gloves signed there? Do you get um, pictures signed there? Um, or do you have your magazines that you get signed? What do you like getting signed?
3: I usually like to get pictures signed. Uh, I got them in my books. I got a couple of gloves signed. Uh, but the, the main thing is that, like I said before, the fighters were allowed to make money on their autographs. You know, uh, And other Hall of Fames, they don't, they don't allow you. But in other boxing, all the things, which was great. And the way Ray Ray's staff and everybody there was just phenomenal. They were super, super nice. I mean, show me another show where at the end I had to bring my stuff back to my room, where one of the guys from the show actually helped me bring my stuff back
1: to the room. That's kind of not nice. Right? It, it, was at the, um, it
3: was at the Hard Rock Hotel in Atlantic City.
1: Which is probably the, the nicest hotel there now. I don't think there's, there's too many yeah. nice hotels, but that one's not too bad. It was all right. <laughs> was that the, was that Trump? Was that the Trump Trump Plaza? I don't think so. I think the Trump.
3: I think the Trump got torn down years ago.
1: Torn down totally. Do um you do um, kind of group theme stuff like you know do you get heavyweights on one thing or do you get uh, you know world weight champions on the other thing or Olympic people on, on one thing? Do you like you know like you know you do? 500- no, no. Uh, actually, my
3: friend that came one. with me, he gets fighters that fought each other's on on gloves and shorts and stuff. I usually I have a heavyweight book where I only get my heavyweight champions in. Other than that, I just get guys in my books or my or photos. I really don't have much of a theme on that.
1: Do any of the guys not sign stuff? You know, like, uh, you know, Maguire won't sign stuff that Canseco signed. And there's some cards that guys won't sign. Are there things mm-hmm. that boxers won't sign?
3: The interesting thing with boxers is there's almost nothing that they won't sign. And all I know is George Foreman you kept on telling me. I'm not going to sign any pictures where I'm getting hit. <laughs> I mean, other than that, no, they, they're pretty good signers.
1: Now, you, how about um, Muhammad Ali? You had a relationship with him, obviously. Was he was he a great guy uh, to get autographs from?
3: Oh yeah, definitely. He he was just a phenomenal person to meet, to interact with, and he was just he's, he was just exactly what you don't see, you know, nowadays in sports.
1: How about a guy like Marvin Hagler, who I was a huge fan of? Was he a good signer?
3: Very good signer, and another another unfortunate guy that um, died way before his time. Just heartbreaking to uh, you know to have that happen.
1: Uh, is there a, a, a really you know, you know golden ticket, so to speak, in terms of uh, guys that, that somebody that they didn't sign that much, or? Somebody that uh, people really want. I know everyone obviously wants Ali, but is there anyone out there that's a real, real get or was a real get as a boxer?
3: Oh, well, I'm I'm still looking for a really nice, sunny listing in boxing post. If anybody has one, please feel free to contact me. Um, not really. I mean, it, it depends on everybody. Oh, actually, Marvin Hart. If you can find a Marvin Hart authenticated uh, autograph or. Uh, you know, anything signed by him primarily is pretty rare.
1: How about the guys, kind of the turn of century guys? The the Joe Johnson, was that his name? That was the Jack
3: Johnson. Right, come, Jack on. Johnson. come on, sir. What's <laughs> going on
1: I, I'm, a, I'm a boxing guy, but you know, this is, this is as far back as I go, you know, Rocky Marciano and Jake Lamada and you know, some of those guys.
3: Come on, you could have been a contender instead of <laughs> Instead, Jeff, you are a pretender.
1: I know I am a pretender, but I I, I like boxing in the 70s when Ali and those guys were fighting. No, um
3: I mean mainly I would say Marvin Hart or Sonny Liston. I'm
1: not familiar with Marvin Hart. When did he fight?
3: He fought before you before we both were born. Uh, he had the title for a short period of time, but he uh He's just a very rare, hard autograph.
1: How about some of the international guys? You know, the Max Schmelings and some of the guys that aren't aren't uh, American.
3: was is very good through the, through the mail, uh, Signer.
1: Lennox, is Lennox Lewis, is he, he's uh, English? He's from England. Yeah, see, I know something. So how about, I so, know nothing. I, there you go, Schultz. Is, Hogan's Heroes. I know Hogan's Heroes. Very good. <laughs> Uh, Kench kinch was the boxer in hogan's heroes i remember that much how about the show at hofstra how'd you do with the show at hofstra it Did- was
3: was uh was a good show i mean jimmy ryan puts on a really really good show by the way he will be running the national nice this year next year him and him and his buddy brian and joe drelic so they do a terrific job so you know it's it's a good show i mean I, he Had Eli Manning there, he had Pete Rose. I saw Rose, I took one look at Rose's face. I said, Oh my god, he was as white as a ghost, it looked like he was wearing makeup. It was
1: just terrible. Yeah, Rose is what 80, right? He's 80, now, 81. Yeah, how who else is there? Eli Rose, who else?
3: Alexei Kovalov, Ranger.
1: Okay. Uh, there's a mixture
3: of about 25 guys there, a lot of old Mets and Yankees. Elvin Hayes was there, and Kevin McHale was there, and Robert Parrish. So, yeah, he had a good mix. He had, he had a very good lineup.
1: Do they give you guys autographs as uh, exhibitors? Do you get a certain amount of autographs? Yeah, we, get no? to pay, we get to pay for them. <laughs> like everyone else. <laughs> like like everyone else, right? Did, uh, did you get Did you get any autographs at that show?
3: I needed Kovalov on some of my Ranger pro, uh, 94 Cup stuff, so I had to pay for him.
1: What was what was some of the things that people were interested at, at, in your booth?
3: I sold a half a dozen signed baseballs, um, sold a lot of pictures.
1: Were people yeah. looking to judge
3: stuff? I had one judge card signed that no one bought. Really? Yeah. One of, say- the problem, one of the problems I did see at the show is interesting. Well, it was a father and a son. The son probably is about eight or nine years old, and he had a lot of good signed balls. He had a Yankee ball from this year. He had a Judge ball, blah blah blah. And I picked out some stuff. I said, "What do you want?" He said, "What do you offer me?" So I offered him X amount of dollars. Nothing was authenticated. So the father starts explaining to the son, "And well, you know, as a dealer, he has to make money, so he has to buy it at a fair price." And he's, the father and son had gotten everything, signed themselves in person. So had no overhead involved. So I, like I said, I made the offer and I thought it was a very fair offer. And he turned it down. He wanted like double that. I said, listen, you got great stuff, it's real. I mean, I still have to pay to get it authenticated and I have to market and sell it. I really can't go those numbers. Then I was walking around talking to other dealers And apparently the father did the same thing uh, where uh, he offered it to baseballs and he was off. He was above retail. I mean, I said, listen, I could buy a judge ball less from from fanatics and I can buy it from you. And it's authenticated. So uh, unfortunately, a lot of people, when you get in the autographs for free, it's great. You know, I've done that for years. But when you're trying to get above retail, it's just not going to work. Don't, you know, you may as well just set up and have your own table if you think you can get those kind of numbers.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I'm sure you get it more than I do, but I get a lot. Now I've been getting a lot lately that, oh, I have, I have this cards or I have this autograph, whatever. And, uh, you know, they, they, they give you, they give you a number and it's just like, that's more than, than, than retail. I'm like, yeah, you're looking at 40, 40 cents of the dollar, maybe 50 cents on the dollar tops so of, but what are the retail numbers, I think you're 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 way too high uh in expecting what you what you think you're gonna get. And I don't I don't think yeah, I don't think people understand that.
3: It's very unfortunate, but everybody thinks they're a dealer.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't help that, that you know you hear 12.6 a million dollars for a mantle and one one million dollars for this and guy offers two you know they offer $2 dollars for the judge ball so people have all these exorbitant numbers in their mind
3: i mean what they gotta realize i think for every person that's walking around trying to get deal or pricing i think what they should do is spend one one show just realizing it, all the things that go they're that involved with setting up for a show
1: yeah i mean people don't understand you gotta get a hotel you gotta set up you gotta you gotta get your stuff down there you have to eat you have to there's all sorts of yeah, yeah you have to pay for your friend <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of expenses in there
3: well you got to organize all your stuff you got to price all your stuff you got to know where your stuff is yeah i didn't know who you have and then you got to set it up on the table so you know to make it appealing to people Which you know setting up is a few hours breaking down is a few hours back and forth to get to the show and you know transportation and stuff so the there's a lot of numbers that most people don't realize.
1: Right. They don't, they don't see it. They're like, Oh, it, it didn't cost you anything to get that judge ball signed by, by judge at the stadium. But uh, you know, a lot, there's a lot to go into it. We're talking with less wolf. Less of course is from less wolf sports, less wolf sports, LLC.com. Check out his website. We talk to less just about every other week uh, and more from less and talk to him about what's going on in the a hobby what's going on in, in in the world of sports um last word kind of middle play baseball playoffs right now we're down to the final four um is there any player that's really helped their value their uh, collectible value uh in the playoffs so far um
3: steven kwan was really look really good for the indians boy doesn't
1: he look good pardon me he looks really good he can hit yeah
3: very. He... He had almost in every game, I think he had in every game against the Yankees. He has power. He's a good fielder. He's a good ball player. Um who else? Uh, do, you think, goes, do you think goes, Verlander goes, has? Verlander's got the uh, Cy Young in the in his back pocket this year.
1: And I but do you think he he's helped himself by having a good pretty good playoff so far?
3: He's got a Hall of Fame career. You know, he can he can retire. In the middle of the play, in the middle of the uh, playoffs, and he's still he's still a Hall of Famer. How
1: about how about Clayton Kershaw? Clayton Kershaw had another stinker of a uh, uh, playoff appearances. Once he's again,
3: a- you're talking about a Hall of Famer. He can't he can't ruin his value. He's just never been a money money pitcher.
1: It is is uh uh Giancarlo Stanton is he the Clayton, Clayton Kershaw of hitters?
3: No, he's actually. A, <clears throat> he had a home run. He's had a home run against the Indians. I know he, he he hit a good one. Yeah, he's he's, he's um he's he's a feast of famine. Strike out a home run.
1: What um how about uh, I know uh, Oswaldo Cabrera's been doing okay. Uh, the kid from Cleveland, uh, Gonzalez, the SpongeBob. He, he uh, brought his value Gonzalez, up. Yeah, Oscar yeah. Gonzalez. He's brought his his value up. I think. Um, how about a guy like Jose Altuve, who's Seems to thrive in the playoffs.
3: Uh, well, actually, he's, he's been on an O for something streak. I know, but yeah. he—you know what? When you when you're talking about guys that are first ballot Hall of Famers, and you know, in the grand scheme of things, ten years from now, are you going to remember that he had a lousy playoff, or are you going to remember that he was the all time leading uh, second baseman in home runs or something like that?
1: Right. I mean, Ted and Williamson hurt didn't hurt himself by going two hundred batting two hundred in the. The playoffs, right? So, yep. <laughs> How about yeah. um, Kyle Schwaber? I mean, he had a big year leading the league. And well, he in the only finals. had a
3: 486 foot home run, he only he's only second home to home runs to judge with 46, was it? Yeah, uh, he's he's got a he's got a big contract coming up. If he's, not, I don't know, if Philly's as a sign for another year, not the, the, he's gonna make some serious money.
1: All right, so we're down to the final four. Who's going, who's going to the World Series? Who are we going to see in the World Series?
3: I'd like to say say my Yankees, but the Yankees have, you know, I have like that thing that they can't beat the Astros. So I'd have to go the Astros. And I'd actually like to see the Padres in there.
1: Would you just because they haven't been in, in a while?
3: Yeah. I mean, I usually like to, to root for teams that haven't been in there for a while if my Yankees aren't in there. Well the Phillies haven't been in there for a while either.
1: I know they're a real scrappy team, I think.
3: They are. They they could fool you. They could definitely fool you.
1: How you do how you been doing with uh, TTMs lately? Have you been sending anything out? You got anything you're waiting on?
3: I've got a bunch of things I'm waiting on. Uh I got back <coughs> my Paul Warfield uh Jersey card signed, which was good.
1: Did, what was was he ten dollars?
3: Actually, I didn't even know I had to spend money for him. Okay. I sent him a nice letter,
1: and he returned it. Very nice. How long did that take? And a couple he wrote, weeks?
3: It took about a couple weeks. Then he wrote, he wrote, Mr. Wolf, my apologies for the delay in returning your memorabilia card depicting my likeness. I have complied with your request for my signature. Please enjoy. Stay safe and healthy. Cordially, poor Warfield. Well, that's nice. Handwritten. <laughs>
1: Handwritten, check that out. Very nice. Have you ever had an athlete call you that, that you sent a TTM request to? No, that I have not. Okay. I've had a, I've had a couple actually. It's Kind of different. Those are it's really cool. So what uh, what else you got going out? What else you got? You, you're uh, waiting on or or planning and sending out?
3: I'm waiting on uh, Rod Laver. Okay. I'm waiting on. I got to look for my list somewhere on my desk here. I've got a bunch of ones I'm waiting for, mainly photos. I like to complete photos. Oh, I also just completed a Golden State Warrior picture that just needed uh, Jim Barnett. So I got him to sign uh, a group, uh, it was about a dozen uh, Golden State Warriors on it.
1: Did so you that, see? That was, did you see them giving out the rings the other night? They had a lot of the, the old uh, Warriors guys there. No,
3: actually, I missed it.
1: Al Adles was there, and a couple some other guys were there.
3: Al Adles, another quality guy, really super super nice guy.
1: So I know you're working on that that uh, five hundred home run ball. You're going to get Palmero in a couple a couple of weeks.
3: Actually, going to be here in New York, so I'm going to be able to get him in New York myself. Oh, great! That's awesome. Um, so Palmero and then A-Rod will be able to complete one of my 500 home run balls i have three others that only need bonds which who knows when and if he's going to do a show so who who knows on that that uh, front
1: you would think he's kind of due for one don't you yeah but you know
3: he's probably waiting until he, get, he, he gets in the hall of fame <laughs> i mean,
1: like to see him get in but i just don't think they they're ever gonna let him in i don't think they're gonna let him in i don't think they'll let clemens in and i don't think they're gonna let erard in i just i don't see it i don't know it's i all, don't enjoy i don't understand it and i don't agree with it but i don't it's see all it. A
3: popularity contest and and who you know not what you know so we'll see it'll be interesting
1: when's the last time you've been up to the baseball hall of fame
3: that i've been up there during yeah. the fame induction or no, not do, uh,
1: induction just going out to up to cooperstown oh well, my kids
3: will probably about 10 years five to 10 years ago
1: okay was the shoebox of uh, the shoebox of treasures exhibit up there yet
3: no no that it's a, wasn't
1: it's a great exhibit we're well, speaking with less wolf with we have more from less less is of course uh pr- pr- proprietor and uh sports memorabilia expert and he has uh less wolf sports llc.com left wolf sports llc.com if you have any questions you can send that less Les is keeping aol alive by himself it's l wolf lwolff one 8 at aol.com and again check out his website less wolf sports llc.com less everything any sales plan for the the holidays for Hanukkah and Christmas. Again, do you have well, I, I have my
3: eBay store. I just added about 30 items to it. It's sports autographs. S-P-O-R-T-Z-A-U-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-Z. So I, I'm, I'm adding stuff there regularly. I just got in a really nice uh, speed bag signed by 20, 23 former fighters, including... One of my favorites, Marvelous Marvin Agler. Oh, nice. That's okay. very nice. Diego Chico Corrales on it. It's a really nice uh, speed bag. Alexis Aguayo, Carmen Basilio, Ken Norton, Jake Lamada, just to name a few on here. So it's a cool bag. So got that in. Bunch of base. Oh, I also got some celebrity balls in. in a oh, who do you got? I got in, believe it or not, a Gene Wilder signed baseball.
1: Oh, I think. Did you post that on
3: uh, Instagram? Yes, I think I did, maybe. I don't remember. I think I saw that on Instagram. See, the thing is, when you get to be my age, you st- you start to kind of forget things. You know, this is my last birthday coming up for me in the 60s. So I, I got to, you know, I got to make sure I try to remember things now. Like, you know, your name is Mike Baker. right? <laughs> So, is
0: you
1: know, it yeah. is it is it difficult to get celebrities to sign stuff that really aren't associated with them, or even athletes to you know a football player to sign a a baseball and stuff like that? Do they is that something that is desirable for you and for other collectors? Um,
3: yeah, yes, it is. It is very desirable. Uh, a lot of collectors like them. I mean, it's. I mean, I got a Carol Burnett. I got a, a David Brenner. I got the most one of the most interesting ones in this guy's collection that I did get is a baseball signed by uh, seven members of the of my three sons, uh, the show's staff.
1: I watch it every morning on me TV. <laughs> That's a good show. It is a good show. That and Leave It to Beaver, my two oh, favorites.
3: Another good show.
1: I love I love that. I actually I've had I had Jerry Mathers and Tony Dow on. Both I met them both and had them both in the show. It was the highlight of my career.
3: <laughs> well, you know everybody has their highlights. You, you, you're just one exceptional person, and you're a very. Okay, so lucky you, you,
1: you're you're right up there, for, of course, as well. We're talking to Leswell from Leswell LLC. Make sure you check his uh, eBay store. What's the what's the eBay store again? The Les
3: Sports S P O R T Z autographs A U T O R T H Z.
1: We have we have the holidays coming up. You gonna gonna have any big sales or any discounts or anything? You're 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 trying to clear out inventory for? Um, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a
3: bunch of stuff up on eBay, and you asked me some of the people that I mailed to. Yes, I mailed a, a, I know this will take a while. Hopefully, I get it back. Bill Bradley's retirement program. I sent to Bill Bradley, Rod Laver, a really nice photo. Phil Sims and the. The actor, John Travolta.
1: Is is John Travolta real or is he? Because I've gotten him a couple of times. Is he real or is he a secretary?
3: I hope he's real.
1: I hope so, too. I know. And I I got Bill Bradley back on a a photo. He sent a a photo back for me. How long
3: did that take to come back?
1: A while, like maybe a year.
3: Hey, won't you come home, Bill Bailey? (laughs) Won't you come home? But I was on the whole day long.
1: There you go. We we get we get a floor show with Les. We get everything. Well, Les, thank you for joining us, filling us out, fill, fill us in with all the shows that you've been to, talking a little baseball playoffs, some TTMs, a little of everything. Les is the man. He has been doing this for over 60 years. Check out his store on uh the web is website, LesWolfSportsLLC.com. You can check out his um, eBay store. He's got all sorts of stuff. If you have any questions, if you have any comments for Les, send it to LWolf1823 at AOL.com or you can send it to me at ttmcast at yahoo.com. And uh, Les is always willing to lend his helping hand. If you have any questions, he might he, he might even give you a, an appraisal on an item if if he's in a good mood. So, Check him out, he's a great guy. He loved talking to him, Les. Thank you. Good, uh, I'm gonna say go Yankees for you though, even though I guess I'm rooting for the Phillies. Go, I know I see the Yankees, I think you see the Yankees. It's the only thing about the Yankees that's good to have them in because there's somebody to root against.
3: Oh, excuse me.
1: <laughs> I
3: just want to announce to everybody I will be no longer be appearing on the show with Mike. The touchdown Baker and and his and his little brother Jeff for because of derogatory comments made about my favorite team. So no, no, play wait, wait, wait.
1: Notice, notice, I didn't give compliments to the Jets who learned how to play football the last three or four weeks. So, <laughs> well,
3: that that one, you know, as
1: I tell my friends,
3: I wish my Jets would just quit, stop the season right now, because this, this may be the last time we have a winning record.
1: It's going to be interesting to see how they play against Buffalo and the Patriots in the come in a couple weeks. But we, I think, when we get the Jets at the end of the season, I think we're playing the Jets two games near the end of the season.
3: Doesn't matter. I guarantee you the Jets revert back to their previous <laughs> selves.
1: No, I know it's funny. Just a quick story. I was at a show this past weekend in Quincy, Mass, and I spoke with. Patrick pass and Tully Bainter who were both former Patriots. And both of them would didn't take too, maybe took like one minute to bust on the jets. Both of them, that any chance they they had, because I asked them, I go, well, how are the Patriots going to do this year? Both of them said, well, we'll beat the jets. <laughs> Thanks.
3: And right so, now you're on Zappel. Is that your quarterback's name? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, what, what's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Zappy, Zappy, Zappy from West West Kentucky. Let's we'll see, we'll see how long he goes. <laughs> All right, pal. Good talking with you, and we will talk to you in uh, probably two weeks. Sounds like a plan. All right, pal. Thank Take you. Care. Have a good okay. one. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Well, Drew, less is the man, and I love having him on the show, and I really appreciate his time. I'm glad he he he's joined us, and it's really added to the show. Listeners, if you have any questions for Les, just send us an email too. TTMcast at yahoo.com. Yeah, Les, you know, less uh loves to give appraisals on stuff if you ever want to know uh the value of something that you have, or you maybe uh, uh kind of iffy on if some uh, autograph is legit or not. Uh we just need pictures, so send us an email with some pictures, send them to ttmcast at yahoo.com. All right, uh, you, the dimes in the mail for you, uh, yes. buddy. Well that wraps up more from Les. Next up is making the grade.
0: Making the Grade is sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win.
1: Well, we do Making the Grade is a summary of what's going on in the grading community. A lot a lot of stuff going on, a lot of cards going through the grading community. Just want to remind everyone that CSG has their October sale going on. They're calling it the October Equinox. And what they're doing is they're giving 20%, guys, that's 20% off all grading services. Doesn't matter what you choose, get 20% off. So go to csgcards.com. Now is the time to save money. This is the perfect time to get cards grading if you've kind of been sitting on the sideline. Check it out. CSG, uh, October sale, 20% off all cards. And speaking of CSG, uh, I want to congratulate them. They just graded a uh, eight. 1952 Mickey Mantle, 1952 rookie Mickey Mantle. We've got a uh, grade of an eight by CSG. <laughs> it's the highest grade they've given uh, to a Mantle card and it's valued over $2 million. So CSG has been grading cards for what? A year and a half now, maybe Drew, right? Yeah. Something like that. Year and a half. And uh, it's great to see them grading such, such iconic cards. Yeah. So uh, congratulations to Andy Broom and his team for grading uh, this 19- 1952 Mickey Mantle.
2: I got some grading numbers here from the previous week PSA knocking out 292,000 cards this past week. I mean, that's more cards than I have here in my uh, in my apartment. So that's uh real nice that they're able to, you know, send that many through there and get them all graded up here during just the previous week alone. They're on pace right now to grade 14.6 million cards across the year. You know, we've talked about it before that they were on pace at 1.2 I think about 12 million, about 1 million a month basically and they have really ratcheted it up over the last uh, couple of last couple of weeks, last couple of months there. So really uh, passing stuff through there very quickly. And uh, yeah, good to see that they're uh, super healthy.
1: Guys, so this isn't a commercial. We had uh, Warren Laufer from, from Arena Club on a couple weeks ago, and he's passed on this special to uh, TTM Cast listeners. All you do is uh, you get $10 off, $50 or more on grading. You can go to arenaclub.com. Use the code TTMcast. Just passing along some savings to you guys.
2: Uh, news from Beckett. They're now going to start authenticating and grading tickets and ticket stubs. You know, We mentioned earlier the uh, Wayne Gretzky ones that are going up for auction there. And we've brought up a lot of them out here over the last couple of months. It's been really one of the big things that's been kind of blowing up in the hobby lately. But Beckett going to start doing some authenticating and grading on those. So check that out if that's something that you're into. I know uh, I can never get my hands on the Nolan Ryan last career win and the Dave Steve no-hitter ticket stubs i was at both those games i like to get those ones done get those slabs get my uh, last game is the indians to get slabbed maybe at some point so yeah great stuff going on there from beckett really really uh, happy to see that they're getting involved there
1: yeah it's nice to see how the company's rating ticket subs i i really enjoy tickets and ticket stubs and uh it, it kind of it's some sad that that they're kind of phasing out and everything a lot of things electronic now but yeah uh there's there is a room for still room for ticket subs out there guys Well, that wraps up uh, making the grade. Next up is our TTM Cast stamp of approval.
0: I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTM Cast stamp of approval. Introducing Drip Shop Live, a live online marketplace of sports cards and products from your favorite sellers. Discover giveaways, auctions, breaks, personal boxes, singles, and more right from your phone or desktop. On Drip Shop Live, you'll find hundreds of sellers live all the time. Give Drip Shop Live a try. For a limited time, save $15 off your first purchase of $20 or more. Try finding another break or card box that's that affordable. And shipping is always free on Drip Shop Live. Go to dripshop.live slash invite slash TTM or find the link in our description to get this exclusive offer.
1: Well, Drew has a really interesting uh, stamp approval this week. So, Drew, why don't you take yours first? yeah i just found this randomly last night while i was looking
2: stuff up on youtube but there's a great youtube channel out there called this is where you find baseball and what they're doing is they're just uploading full games of any games they can really get a hold of and i think they take requests as well if you have any that you want them to try to find but it's i think the oldest one that i've seen so far is from like 1977 the most recent one about 2011 or so so you've got you know a nice little uh, what 40 year uh, range right there of some games to check out but uh, The biggest thing that I found that I've been looking for forever, I just mentioned before that Dave Steve no-hitter that I was at back in 1990. They're the first ones I've been able to find who've been able to put that up. I mean, nobody on YouTube had it before. I saw like the last inning of it that somebody posted a while back. There's some highlights of it and stuff, but nobody has put the full game up until they did. Just here in the last year or so that's been uh, going up there. Even like trying to find it from like DVD traders and stuff. Haven't had any luck with it. And finally, it's up on there. So there's all sorts of games, mostly just random regular season games. Could be anything from like a national broadcast or regional stuff. Anything they can get their hands on, they're putting up there, it seems like. So check that out. It's called This Is Where You Find Baseball. Go onto their channel page. You can search by team if you want to. You just put it in the little search box there. Um, FYI, if you're looking for Indians or uh, Indians games, Rather than put it as Indians or Guardians, just put it as Cleveland. So if you're looking for <laughs> I'm just put it in Cleveland just to try to avoid the controversy that way, I guess. So, uh, but everybody else, it seems to be, is under the team name. So if you want to find like Detroit Tigers game, put in Tigers. Should be able to find a bunch there. You name the team. They've probably got at least a few games of theirs in there. And like I said, it's from all over the place, from back in the 70s all the way up into the early 2010s. So you got a nice wide range there to choose from. Here we get bored one day, it's a mid afternoon. You want a ball game on. Go and check them out. Just throw it on up there, and you can find games from all sorts of uh, all all over the place. There, all different teams, all different years. There's even a few minor league and college games in there. So, a lot of cool stuff going on there. This is where you find baseball. is what it's called.
1: This is fine. This is where you find baseball on YouTube. Thanks, Joe. Drew, Drew. My uh, TTM Casting approval is, is uh, a new book that's come out. We talked about it uh, last week or two weeks ago. It was last last week or two weeks ago they'll all blend together with me but i'm talking of course about clemente lise who's a contributor to our show He has a brand new book out it's called fifa world cup a history of the planet's biggest sporting event uh, fifa world cup the a history of the planet's biggest sporting event it's av- available on amazon you can find it at barnes and noble uh, it is uh, I'm about 100 pages in it's a really interesting book it's a really it it's a good um history refresher book for you if you're I uh, don't know as much much about the World Cup as as me I you know I like the sporting event but I don't know the history about it as much as much as you do in baseball and basketball some of the other sports and uh, Clemente really uh, digs deep he's done his research uh, the writing is crisp it's clean it's really easy to read it's not like reading a, a tech textbook he tells uh, you know a lot of stories behind the scenes stuff type stuff as well so check it out it's called FIFA World Cup. A History of the Planet's Biggest Sporting Event by Clemente Lice, that's L-I-C-E-I, and you can go check it out. It's available on Amazon or on um, in Barnes & Noble, basically anywhere books are sold. We are going to have Clemente on in a couple of weeks. We'll be giving away a, a signed copy of his book, but if you don't want to wait for that do you, you want to take test your luck on winning a book, go check it out Uh FIFA World Cup. It's a, a history of the World Cup. It's a great book. So that gets my TTM cast stamp approved for the week. This is the Vern Rat Minute. Drew's keeping me in line. Smack my, smack me. The, <laughs> I'm all over the place today, guys. So we're gonna do the uh, Vern Rap minute. The Vern Rat minute is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rap, who passed away prior to me sending out a TTM request. And we do this as our a service to our fellow TTMers to let them you know people who passed away in the world of sports and celebrity and politics and music and such. Um, anyone that you might right to get an autograph request. And we lost a bunch of people this week in the world of sports. We lost Dave Herman. Dave was a guard for the New York Jets from 1964 to 1973. He went to Michigan State University. He was an AFL AFL All-Star in 68 and 69. He played with the world the World champion New York Jets in uh, the Super Bowl three. He was a really good TTM. Dave Herman was 81 years old.
2: We lost George Sharkey this week. He was a defensive tackle during the 1960s. Played with the Oilers and the Raiders from 60 to 62. Won a pair of AFL championships with Houston. Uh, Not a big TTM at all. Last uh, TTM reply from him was in 2011. George Shirky was 85 years old.
1: We lost... Football, professional football Hall of Famer Charlie Trippy. Charlie was the oldest living uh, Hall of Famer, football Hall of Famer. He was a hundred years old. He just passed away uh, the other day. He was a, a halfback and quarterback, primarily a halfback. He played for the Chicago Chicago Cardinals from 1947 to 1955. He was on the uh, championship card, Chicago Cardinals team. I believe they won it in 47. Uh, and he is a he was a great TTM or great great TTMer. We lost Charlie Trippy. He was hundred years old.
2: Uh, Bobby Ply died this week. He was an AFL defensive back for about let's see six seasons there, nineteen sixty-two through sixty-seven. Played with Kansas City, with Buffalo, with Denver. He was also at the universe at uh, Baylor University, a Baylor Bear, excellent TTMer as well. Bobby Ply, eighty years old.
1: We lost Leo Reed. Leo Reed was a tackle with Denver and Houston. Uh, he won an AFL championship with Houston in 1961. He was from Kauai, from Hawaii, and he was kind of the, one of the first uh, wave of Polynesian players to play uh, professional football. He went to Colorado State. He uh, was not a TTMer, he was 83.
2: Uh, we also lost uh, Alvin, Maxson. Alvin Maxson this week. He was a running back in the 1970s. Played for several teams in that time from 74 to 78. He bounced from the saints to the Steelers, the bears, the Buccaneers, the Oilers and the giants. So, uh, a guy that everybody wanted, but uh, didn't seem to stick around anywhere for very long. Also an SMU graduate. They were, you know, a running back factory. There at points in the seventies and eighties, not a big TTM or his last, uh, TTM success came in 2008, but Alvin
1: Maxson was 70 years old. We lost bill bell. Bill bell was a kicker. He went to, uh, Kansas. He was a Kansas Jayhawk, and surprisingly, he he was one of two players that wore uh, a number greater than ninety nine. He wore number one hundred in college. That has been something. I want to be one hundred. Yeah. <laughs> so he was a kicker. He played kicked for the Falcons and the Patriots from seventy one to seventy three. He was a very good or Bill Bell was seventy four years old.
2: Reminds me if there was a hockey player, minor league player in nineteen eighties, who somehow was able to wear number one hundred twenty one on his jersey. I don't know why, I don't know how, but yeah, Mel Hewitt of the uh, Salt Lake Golden Eagles, they let him get away with that. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Moving on, we've got, uh, we also lost uh, Rex Mirich this week. He was a defensive lineman, played about seven years in the NFL, 1964 to 1970. He was with the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Patriots in that time. Also a college football Hall of Famer, which I did not know, but uh, his last TTM success was back in 2012. So not a big uh, TTM signer at all, but uh, Rex Mirich was 80 years old as well.
1: We lost Ken Cordes. Ken Cordes was a defensive tackle with Pittsburgh and Chicago. He we went to University of Louisville. from 19, He was played from 1965 to 1969. He was a very good TTM. Ken was 80 years old. Uh, we also lost
2: Jim Bailey moving into the world of baseball. He was a pitcher. Played with the Reds in 1959. Had an 0-1 record with seven strikeouts. Uh, you may recognize the name Ed Bailey. That uh, was his brother. He was an all-star catcher for the Reds in the uh, pre-Johnny Bench era Reds right there. Uh, excellent TTMer Jim was. He was 87 years old.
1: We lost pitcher Mo Stravansky. Mo Stravansky pitched for the Cincinnati Reds in 1954. Um, he lost TTM'd in 2008. Mo was 93 years old.
2: Uh, Ed Oliveras died this week. He played with the Cardinals from ni- in 1960 and 61, outfielder and third baseman. And I did not know this, but. uh He is the father of Omar Olivares, who you may recognize as having played with the Cardinals as well. He also pitched with the Tigers and the A's for 12 seasons. But, yeah, I did not know that uh, until today that Omar Olivares was actually a second-generation Major League ball player. Uh, Ed was not a TTMer at all. He was uh, 83 years old.
1: And lastly, we lost Leon Burton. Leon Burton was uh, playing the AFL, or he was a running back. He played for the New York Jets. In 1960, he ran a kickoff back 101 yards for a touchdown, which is the second longest one. Somebody actually ran 102-yard kickoff for a touchdown in the AFL, but so the, the second longest kickoff return in 1960, he went to Arizona State. He was not a ttm Leon was 87 years old. Well, thankfully, that wraps up our Vern wrap Minute, our uh, condolences and sympathy to go to uh, everyone who had lost friends and family. We are sorry for your losses. Next up is TTM Returns.
0: Was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM Returns.
1: So it's been a slow week in, in, at the Pelto House. Slow week yes. in the Pelto House for Returns. I got a Baker's dozen, 13 again, so it's pretty good. Drew, why don't, you, why don't you talk about yours, and then then I'll run down mine quickly. Yeah, I had
2: mentioned this uh, last week because I knew it was going to be coming in on Saturday, and it did indeed, but uh, former USA Gymnastics coach uh, Bella Caroli signed a couple of cards. It. it took about three or four months on that one, but uh, he lives down in the Houston area. He operated a gym there for a long time. I don't believe it's in operation anymore, but... He still lives out of there, still signs very well through there, and he's in a couple of sets. They had a classic, I believe, made a card of him that I don't even know what set it was in, but I had a copy of that one, and uh, he also was on one of the Alan Ginter cards somewhere in the mid to late 2000s, I believe, probably around 2008, I want to say. I'm not, not certain on that. Don't quote me on it, but if you can find that one, he'll sign it for you, no problem. Like I said, about four months or so, but... Yeah, that's my only one from the week there. It's been, uh, like I said, I've slowed down a bit here on the mailing lately. I'm hoping maybe here once in November starts out, we'll do a one final big push at the end of the year there to see if I can get some more out and get some back in. But uh, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. So uh, just one for the week. But yeah, Jeff, you said you had a whole boatload of them that came into you there.
1: Yeah, I had a pretty good week. It's been, uh, I've been getting like I don't know two a day, which is nice. I, I I like that instead of getting flooded with them. So I got a uh, '76 uh, tops tall boy from Tom Henderson, who was a guard for uh the Atlanta Hawks, and we had Tom on the show. I don't know a couple months ago, mm-hmm. uh, and I stumbled upon this card that I picked up. I think I might have gotten it at the National actually, and I finally sent that out to him. So uh, that came back in, and I don't know maybe three weeks. I got Jer- Jeremiah Casilla. He was a cornerback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a 76 Tops card. He signed with his name and his number in black Sharpie. He's the one uh, responsible.
2: Jeremiah is the one that's responsible for uh, Ernest Beiner's fumble in 1988 as well in the uh, playoff game there between the uh, Broncos and the Browns.
1: Well, we won't hold it against him. I'm like, oh,
2: no, not him.
1: Is he he, he considered an evil guy in uh, Cleveland
2: lore? not quite so much i mean he's it actually is kind of lost to history that he's the one that stripped the uh the strip the ball there among clevelanders because Everything's oh man, yeah, it's where Biner fumbled it and everything. But no, I mean a lot more of the blame seems to go on Webster Slaughter for not picking up the block on Castile there. So, <laughs> yeah, he's he's kind of gotten off scot-free there, but I saw
1: that name and thinking, Oh yeah, twist the knife, twist the knife. Well, I guess he's a pretty good TT hammer, so I got he him is. on an 86 tops card. I got Dick Drago from the Red Sox and the he was p- pitched for the Royals and the Mariners and a few other teams. I got him on his 76 tops card as a Red Sox and his eighty-two tops card is the Mariner. Um, I had pulled the car- some cards that I was going to go to the um, New Hampshire baseball dinner, uh, dinner you know, that event, but I got COVID. So I said, Oh, I might as well send that out. So I've been kind of sending out the cards that I thought I was going to get autographed there. So those are- I got Dick Drago from that one. I got Tim Stoddard. Tim Stoddard was a pitcher for the Orioles Cubs. He signed his 82 tops card as an Oriole and his 85 tops card as a Cub. He uh, surprisingly, um, when I-, I had gotten Pat Dodson, who picked, p- Played for the red sox he only had four home runs in his major league career well tim starter gave up pat dobson first home run it was, it was just coincidentally so but uh tim Starter was a he i forget where he went he was a, in college he was a, a pretty good college basketball player and uh he he he's a he was very successful he went also at the he went all sorts of uh um stuff as a as player so he's he's a, a very successful guy i got a uh, terry tippy can you tell me anything about terry tippy drew I recognize the name. Terry Tippy. played played for the Minnesota Twins. He was uh, kind of a, I don't know, he 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 was an infielder for a couple of years. Never, never really stuck. He signed his 2003 Tops card. Terry played on the uh, Olympic team that won the bronze medal in uh, Beijing. So he signed me. Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I, oh, I, good. I, no, I, I,
2: I could remember the name. I just couldn't,
1: uh, I know because you always think of right Tim there. Tuffle, like Tim Tuffle and right and, and Terry yeah. Tiffy because they both played for the twins, right? Yeah. So, uh, when I saw it, that's initially I was like, oh, yeah, Terry, Terry Tiffy. And then I had to, rem- then I had to look him up because I, I had it. It was, it was, it was rookie card. Yeah. And I sent it out. And, uh, I, sometimes I just see a card like, oh, that's, it's a cool card. It looks like a nice card. They'll be a nice card to get autographed. And I don't mm-hmm. know much about the guy. So that's this is one of those times. So I got um uh, Steve Hawks, who played for the uh, Hawks, Hawks. Steve Hawes, who played for the Hawks and a bunch of other teams. Uh, basketball, he was a, uh, I believe he was a forward. He was, yeah, he was a center and forward. He signed his 82 tops card for me in, in blue Sharpie. I got Mitch Kupchak who was a a great TTM where he played for the bullets and I believe he was a GM for the Lakers. It seems
2: like he was. I I seem to remember the name being in a front office somewhere.
1: Yeah. He, he was forward. He signed his 80. I think this is 80 tops card, 81 tops card. This This is 70, 80. This is a, uh, this is a 79, 80 tops card. He signed that for me in a couple weeks. I got Fred Roberts who played for a, a number of teams, including the bucks and the Celtics. He was on the 87 and 88 Celtics. He was a forward. He signed it in uh, black, uh, blue Sharpie for me. I got Stan Pappy. Do you remember Stan Pappy, Drew? Who the hell is Stan Pappy? Yes. Yeah. Who the hell is Stan Pappy? Drew was in, in Boston long enough to know Stan Pappy. Stan Pappy, of course, was traded for Bill Lee. He played was a light-hitting infielder for the Expos. He played for the Red Sox and play, finishing with the the uh, Tigers. And he signed his 79-tops card for me in blue Sharpie. It, it was a really quick turnaround. Then I got... uh. Brent Butler. Brent Butler was a catcher, or, uh, infielder, I'm sorry, for the Colorado Rockies. He signed his 83-tops card. He, I got uh, Rick, Rich Kelly, who played for the Suns. Phoenix Suns was a 7 He played for a bunch of teams. He signed his 182-tops uh, uh, card for me. And then I got a couple of cool ones. I got a 78-tops card of Mike Bale, who played for the Cubs and the Mats. He was an outfielder. He actually played a, a couple of games with the Indians as well uh, he's $5, which I can't believe he actually charges, but wow, <laughs> he played 10 seasons in the major leagues. I needed him for my 78 set. I had not had him. So somehow he slipped through the cracks. And then lastly, I want to thank you for this one. I'll hold it up. Can you see it?
2: Ah, John Hart, yes. John
1: Hart, the 1990 John Hart manager card. Then never knew. I, there was one card I just forgot about. I never mm. knew he, he had a card and you got it signed. And I said, Oh, I got to send it off. He signed it. He signed nice right on his, the white part of his uniform. He of course was um executive of the year with the Cleveland Indians uh for I think 94 95 or 95 96 something like that. He went uh was with the Tigers. He's the one that traded uh away traded for Alex Rodriguez. He traded for Alex Rodriguez. He yeah,
2: with the Rangers, was, yep.
1: Yeah, he was also um vice president of baseball operations for the Braves for yep. all yep. those years. So Uh, 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 A great guy. I'm not sure. Is he still in baseball? Uh, No, I think he's retired now. He may do some consulting work and stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be in his 70s, right?
2: Oh, yeah, at least. But, yeah, uh, fun thing about that 1990 card there, that's on the same sheet as the Frank Thomas rookie card. Nice. And, of course, uh, Frank Thomas, that one, you know, comes in the no-name variation. There, It has the black black, uh, ink that got removed in several spots on there there are some variations of that John Hart card that are out there that have a few spots on it where it's missing black ink. So you know that it came from the same sheet as that uh, Frank Thomas one sells for a little bit of a premium, if you can find one, but not like not nowhere near as much as like the Frank Thomas one, or even the Carlton Fisk one that has uh, it's from that sheet as well. But interesting thing, if you ever uh, keep an eye out and find that one there, that's uh, kind of a cool one to build track down.
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool that, that he had his own card and I, yeah. I thank you for pointing it out. Know, I think you had gotten it on one of your returns a couple of weeks ago.
4: Mm-hmm. And
1: I was I was flipping through cards, I don't know, a week ago, week and a half ago. And I, I saw it and I said, oh, I got to send that out. And it was a really quick return. So uh, yeah. we might actually get John on the show. John expressed interest in being on the show. Oh, so that'd gonna, be great. Yeah. So I'm going to try to get John on the show, but um, it, was, it was very cool. And then I just sent out um, 12 yesterday. They went out in yesterday's mail. So uh, I'm trying to do 10 a week. That's my, that, that, that's kind of my goal to keep going, but those are my returns for the week. And, uh, Drew, did, did you send out your Eckersley yet? Yeah, I just sent
2: out Eckersley, uh, this past week, him and Greg Pruitt and, uh, frankly, Gutierrez all went in the mail here this week. So got those out. I've got enough stamps to send four more, uh, requests here at some point here in the next week or two. And then, yeah, once we get to the 1st of November, probably gonna try to buy some more stamps and, uh, get back on the horse here again.
1: Yeah, I got. I have a card that I'm going to send out to uh, Wade Boggs, and I'm going to put your card in it. So oh, cool. uh, um, I'll probably get that out maybe maybe next week. Yeah. So I'm trying trying to get caught up, and then I've got a couple a uh, couple other other ones that that I like to get out. Well, that wraps up or returns to the week. Next up is our TTMcast weekly interview.
0: This week's interview is brought to you by Certified Sports Guarantee, CSGCards.com, for superior sports card certification and grading.
1: Well, Drew, I had the pleasure of talking to Tom Zappala. Tom, of course, is uh, author of many great uh, baseball books, autograph books, card books, all sorts of stuff. He wrote a, a great book. It's called the Diamondbacks Collection, and it features the 50 best cards from Ken uh, Kendrick, who is the principal owner for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And it's a great four-color book. We talked to Tom about writing the book. He's also the host, show of, host of the show, uh, The Great American Sports Collector collectible show with Rico Petroselli, and we talked to him about that as well. So please in- enjoy my interview with Tom Zapala. But first here's a message from our friends at CSG.
0: All four major North American sports are in full swing and CSG is celebrating the sports equinox with 20% off grading fees. Now through October 31st at 6 PM Eastern, get your cards graded with CSG for 20% off. They're already low fees. remember, Bulk submissions have just a 25-card minimum, too. CSG has the best turnaround times with affordable grading fees.
1: Joining us is author and podcast host, Mr. Tom Zapala. Tom, of course, hosts the Great American Collectibles Show on uh, all podcast networks, available on all podcast networks, and he's written a new book, The Diamondback Collection, 50 of the Greatest Cards in Sports Collecting History. Welcome, Tom.
5: Hey, how are you doing, Jeff? Thanks for having me. Very hey, good. How's the book? I want, I want wait, to qualify. Hold on, it's Zapala. Everybody says Zapala. It's Zappala. 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 It's Zappala. Sorry. No problem. <laughs> you and the, me and other people, not a problem.
1: I apologize. <laughs> you know, you, you're uh, you've written so many books on collecting and, and, and uh, memorabilia. What? Uh, why did you you start? Why did you do the book on the Diamondback collection? And how did you get access to Ken Kendrick's collection?
5: Well, Ken contacted us. Uh, he contacted us, this is uh, going back about two years ago, uh, emailed us, uh, Ken's, a, you know, he's, he's a big fan of our books, he's always uh, collected them and loved them, so uh, he gave us a call and asked us if we would be interested in uh, doing a book on the Diamondbacks collection, and I said, absolutely, I mean, that is the iconic collection in the hobby, so uh, yeah, we, we, put the, uh, we put the agreement together and then uh before we knew it uh, psa was interested uh in partnering uh with us on the book also um so the rest is history we uh, we put about 2 years into the book and uh the book's done very very well we're very very happy with the results and the uh you know it's been nominated for a couple of awards so we'll see what happens so
1: i know you've had access to a lot of these cards in the past uh was it it was it uh surreal to be holding a hornet's wagner card or well
5: actually I, we never did i never oh, okay. held the wagner card because uh, uh well we held a lot of the other cards but the wagner card uh, ken was uh, pretty adamant about keeping out of harm's way so uh, that was the only card we did not hold but the, you know the rest of the cards i mean it's just just an amazing um, it is it is the greatest fifty cards. Uh, 50 card collection in, in, the, in the world there's there's no doubt but uh it was fun and then of course at the national uh ken was uh, gracious enough to send uh the collection uh, lester wagner and uh you know we did the book signing there and we appeared uh at the collector booth uh, uh with the uh, uh with the collection so it was fun
1: was it um was it difficult to to Cut off some of these the cards, some of the cards that didn't make the cut. What, what were some of the cards that didn't make the
5: yeah, cut? Yeah, it, it was. I don't have the list in front of me. Uh, there were, I think there were seventy. Uh, and I'm sorry uh, again, I don't have the list in front of me. Uh, I would have grabbed it. I think there were seventy cards, and we just kind of we went back and forth, myself and Ellen uh, and Ken and Joe Orlando. And, you know, we looked at the pop report. We looked at a lot of, uh, there was a, there were a lot of factors involved, looked at the scarcity uh, of the card, the value of the card. And uh, and we came up with the 50, you know? So I, I think we're pretty, we were pretty close, pretty close.
1: Do, do you have a favorite card that was included?
5: Yeah, the Wagner. The uh, Wagner? Yeah, he, you know, I'm a T206 guy. And I know you are. <laughs> the, that's how I started. So, you know, the Wagner for me uh, is a great card. Uh, 52 Mantle is a great card, too. You know, I'm not a – there's a lot of 52 Mantles out there, and it's a great card, don't get me wrong. Uh, But uh, the other card that I really like uh, that really doesn't get a lot of love is the George Mikan uh, rookie card. The
1: rookie card, sure. Yeah, you know, that's
5: a great card. Um, I was happy with that. And there's some others. Uh, You know, I I like kind of some of the obscure cards, like uh, the Bronco Nagurski uh you know jim thorpe you know those types the rest of them they're all great great cards you know i'm looking at the list i mean one is is better than the other you know the t206 youngs the eddie planks the you know the mcgee ericard you know those are all the highest graded cards of, of, of those you know i mean they're phenomenal just phenomenal
1: yeah, I mean, he's had, he's spent a lifetime collecting these great cards. Of course, he's managing general partner of the Arizona Diamondbacks. So talking about Ken Kendrick. We're talking with Tom. I'm going to get it right, Tom, Tom. Tom Zappala. You got it tom's Zappala. tom has written a new book it's called the diamondback collection it's about the 50 greatest cards in sports collecting history it's available on amazon and uh tom has written a number of books uh i love the uh autograph book that you wrote the baseball's 100 greatest autographs which is a great book you did Thank the you. 1952 collection which was a fa- fabulous book you do a lot of uh collectible uh books and this is a uh, the newest one in, in your uh your series. What, what do you have planned uh, after this one? Do, are you currently running another writing a new book? Well,
5: we are, we are uh, in the planning stages. I really can't uh, uh, talk about it yet, but we are in the planning stages uh, with a couple of uh, big time collectors as well as PSA. Um, we should have some information in the next four, th- three to four weeks. But if, if you know, whatever, whatever the project is, um, it will not be uh, launched until the 2024 um, national because it's about a two-year project.
1: Yeah, uh, Are you surprised at the buzz that the 1952 mantle, the heritage 1952 mantle created at the national and the ultimate uh, 12.6 million that it went for?
5: Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't really uh, surprised by the number, by the price based on, uh, what I saw at the national and, and the buzz at the national and the fact that, uh, you know, uh, uh, it was, uh, you know, it was an, it was a Rosen card. Um, I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, but quite, quite frankly, uh, you know, the, the, the grading company, the SGC grading company, that, that was a little surprising Yeah, uh, because, you know, because of the price with that uh, in that, in that holder um i suspect and i i don't i don't know for a fact but i suspect that eventually that card uh, will be crossed over to a to a psa holder that's just my opinion um reason being listen you know i know people you know there's a lot of people that don't like psa uh there's a lot of people that don't like that don't like the other grading companies but you know the numbers don't lie and uh, you know a psa In a a PSA uh, holder, you know, you're looking at a 20, 25% uh, increase in the value of whatever the card is. That's just a fact of life.
1: Sure. Now, Tom hosts a a nationally syndicated sports collectibles video podcast. It's called The Great American Collectibles Show. It is uh, every Wednesday from 6.30 to 7.30 hosted with former Red Sox great Rico Petrocelli and John uh, Mallory. And uh, how how did... uh, how about you join the show, and, and uh, how did you how you get Rico to join?
5: Well, uh, you know I've known Rico for a long, long time. It's it's kind of a long story. I have another show that is a that I've I've had been on the air with another partner for about twenty two years. It's a regional show. It's not a it's not a a sports show. Believe it or not, it's a it's a, a, a an Italian based show. Uh, it's called the Sicilian Corner. And it is a, uh, it's a humorous show. It's kind of like an Italian version of Seinfeld. Uh, We have, we have, uh, we have a huge following and Rico uh, Rico has been on the show many, many times over the years, uh, obviously because of his Italian background. So um, Joe, Joe Orlando and I uh, were kicking around a couple of ideas for collectibles podcast or well, actually it was a collectibles radio show. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about it. I kind, I kind of put it together, uh, contacted Rico. I said, Rico, I, I've talked to PSA. Uh, I've talked to a couple of the other big auction houses. What do you think? And Rico says, I'm in. He says, because, you know, Rico was just getting into the collectibles world. So we started uh, initially on, um, on the radio. Mm -hmm. up here in the Boston area, WCAP. And then it kind of morphed into uh, uh, we were working out of Costa Eagle Media uh, in Methuen, Massachusetts, which is about 20 minutes, 25 minutes north of Boston. And we were there for about a year and a half. But then we were approached by the uh, United Podcast Network. uh, And we moved to the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, uh, which is in Salem, New Hampshire. It's a beautiful, beautiful venue. And, uh, it, you know, it, it, it just kind of exploded, you know, you know we're on YouTube, we're obviously, we're on Facebook Live, and we're on many different Facebook platforms, you know, we have a big sponsor base, you know, all of the major auction houses, um, eBay. So, you know, you can watch the show on all of their, their platforms, you know, plus we're on uh, Spotify and Podbean and all of those others, uh, you know, Pandora uh, Alexa, all of that stuff. And we're still on, uh, 980, uh, up here in, in the Boston area, 980 AM WCAP.
1: I don't know how you keep the show to one hour. There's so much stuff to talk about and there's so it's, much news in the hobby. It's difficult.
5: It, it is very, it, it, that's a, that's a good point, Jeff. It's very difficult. Uh, what we do is we, uh, we record the show on Tuesdays and it is on Wednesday nights and what we do is, uh, you know, over the weekend, we'll, you know, we'll line up our guests uh, the week before. And we, we, try to, we try to keep it fresh. Obviously, we uh, cater to a lot of the sponsors of the show if they're having an auction, like, for instance, tonight's show. Uh, well, actually, I don't know. When does this show air? This will be
1: on Saturday.
5: Okay. So this past Wednesday's show, uh, we had uh, Chuck and Stacey Wisman from Wheatland Auctions. Because they have an auction going on. It's kind of a fun, uh, small little auction house. They do a great job. Uh, so we had them on. Uh, we also had uh, J.P. Cohen on. JP's a dear yep. friend. And we talked about the $2 million that J.P. offered for the uh, Judge Ball.
1: Yep, I've and had him on the show. He's a he's a good guest.
5: Yeah, yeah he's a great guy. And uh, who else? I can't even remember who the third uh, person. Oh, we had... Uh, no, we didn't. He wasn't on. He's on next week. I, I don't even remember who the third person. Was. It's just it's all. It's they kind all of blend, they kind of blend together. Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all it's all a blur. Uh, but uh, it was good, you know. And that's what that's what we do. So it's a. Fun what do you show.
1: think of um, the impending Fanatics Panini deal, and, and how do you think that's going to affect the collector and, and the hobby in 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 general?
5: I have mixed feelings about it. Um, I'm hoping that. Um, uh, it, it doesn't become, uh, fanatics has to be, I think they have to really be careful. I, I don't want to see fanatics just controlling the entire hobby. And, you know, with the resources that they have, that could very well happen. Hoping it doesn't, uh, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, the hobby continues the way it's continued. I think the basketball, uh, uh, landscape for basketball cards is going to change dramatically yeah, i think I that's i think that's that's a, that's where the biggest change uh, is going to happen and right now basketball is red hot um you know uh, the the millennial generation uh you know they're they're really really into basketball cards um you know from the 90s uh, right through to today you know so uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out uh you know, I'm hoping that uh, uh, it, it works out to the uh, advantage of all the hobbyists and collectors across the country.
1: I'm surprised at the omnipresence of the grading companies and, and, and the number of cards that they that they grade over time. And you know, you know, ten years ago, there was there was kind of no no cards were getting graded, and then this past month, uh, PSA had their record of you know over 1.8 something million. Well, cards. you
5: know, I, I think I think part of the reason is when we, the, when we first wrote uh, the T206 collection, of players and their stories, which was, what, 15 years ago, PSA had probably 200 employees. You know, PSA now has pretty close to 2,000 employees. Yeah. And I think what wound up happening was, you know, I really think it's a, it was kind of a blessing in disguise. I mean, prior to the pandemic, all hell broke loose because of the the new – generation of collectors totally inundated psa with submissions and the backup i mean they, it was like absolutely incredible they went from getting yeah,
1: the perfect storm right it was the perfect storm well,
5: yeah i mean they, they you know they they went from getting a couple of thousand submissions a day to 40 50,000 a day so something's got to give so as a result uh, there was a big backlog as everybody knows for what a year and a half it yeah. just just you know, digging out of it finally, um, and things are starting, the pipeline is starting to run more uh, smoother every day. I think it's going to benefit uh, the collector when everything is ironed out, because number one, they, they go, I think they're going to continue, this is just my opinion, they're going to continue to expand grading offices. They have one in New Jersey now, as we all know, and I think uh, I, I, they, I know they're, gonna, they're either they have one or they open one in Japan. But yep. I think they're going to see we're going to see other pockets in the United States. So I think that once that all transpires, I think uh, I think the grading situation is going to become uh, it's going to become pretty fluid. As far as the competition goes, it was an opportunity, which I can I can certainly see it was an opportunity for some startup companies and from, for some existing companies to take advantage of the backlog that uh, PSA had. You know, if uh, if Jeff Baker has 4 million cards in his basement and Tom Zappler has 200 cards, Tom Zappler is going to reach out to collectors to say, hey, guys, I can grade your cards. I only have 200. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and basically, that's what happened. Um, I'm not sure, though, uh, Jeff, you know, how many of these newer companies are going to uh stay afloat yeah and I have think. legs exactly i think i think that uh, you know some of them are going to get weeded out as time goes on but you know the, the standard you know the, the old timers the psas the s they're all going to still be there i think so
1: speaking with Tom apple tom hosts a nationally distributed sports collectibles po- video podcast it's called the great american collectibles show it's available uh, it's a- every uh, new show every wednesday night from 6 30 to 7 30 hosted with rico Petroselli, former red sox great and john uh, Mallory. and uh it is available anywhere podcasts are uh are available including amazon Uh, And it is also on YouTube. They have a YouTube channel. You can watch it on YouTube. He has also written a brand new book. It's called the Diamondbacks Collection. It's the 50 greatest cards in sports collecting history. And that's available on Amazon. And uh, it is a four color uh, book packed with pictures of all these great cards from Ken Kendrick's uh, collection, who is managing general partner of uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. And uh, he has. Tom is a TTO T06 guy, so he has been collecting cards for a long time and and, and been uh, prevalent in the hobby. And we're just talking to Tom about his new book, his podcast, and what's going on in the hobby. Um, what do you see? Uh, the 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 f- future of the hobby in the next year or two do you think we're going to see uh, a continued growth in collectors in, in, in values of, of cards or do you think we're going to kind of uh, level off and plateau with, with uh with the, you know the economy kind of taking a turn
5: no i think the, i think it's going to continue to grow but i think it's going to it's going to grow uh, a little differently um you know if you look at what's happened in the last year and a half or two years to sort of, the hobby there's been a tremendous influx of new collectors, young, aggressive, financially successful, uh, you know, twenty-something to forty-somethings, yep. and they are investing heavily in modern and ultra modern cards. Mm. Um, I'm not, I'm not a big proponent of how of what some of them are doing. Listen, if you want to flip a card and make a million dollars, God bless you and good luck, uh, but. I, I hope that they do have a love for the hobby also. I think that's real important. And I think there's a segment out there that it, you know looks at, uh, uh, you know uh, a Michael Jordan rookie card as a stock, you know what I mean? Sure. And which is fine. And that's fine. The good thing that we're starting to see though that uh, is is encouraging. Is that these new young collectors are starting to dip their toe into the vintage world, which is really cool because um, I think it's important for them to have a, a base of understanding. You know, obviously, I, I, I don't know, uh, 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 Jalen Brown card is great, okay? Right, but but an Oscar
1: Robertson card is (laughs) back. Exactly.
5: You want want to be able to, first of all, understand who Oscar Robertson was, who Will Chamberlain was, who Billy Cunningham was. That's really important. And the same thing with baseball and football and everything else, you know, in between. So I think that we're beginning to see, based on my conversations with uh, a lot of my friends in the hobby, uh, some of the big auction houses and dealers, They're starting to see that, which is a really good thing for the hobby, Um, because these young investors, um, you know, they're the future. Yeah. And you, the the way you know, the way I've always uh, uh, tried to convey it is that you should look at a card like a 1933 Gaudi Ruth card as a blue a blue chip stock, and a modern card is more of a, I don't want to say a penny stock, but it's its a a—it's—it's it's a card that you can speculate with. Babe Ruth is dead. Babe Ruth is not coming back.
1: Right. He's uh, not hitting another home run. And he's- <laughs> exactly.
5: Now, on the other hand, uh, you know, how many Tatis cards were sold last year? Um, a lot. And what's, what's the value of that card? That's speculating. Right. You know, I, I mean, how'd you like
1: to have invested in, uh Mac.
5: Well, exactly. That's a, that's another one. I mean, a Mac Jones card right now is, is like, you know, I mean, quite frankly, I mean, listen, I love the kid, but he could come back and wind up their second string quarterback. Right. You know, so point being is that if you're gonna speculate, you have to clearly understand that you are rolling the dice.
1: What do you have you been involved at all in the fractional uh market
5: at all in terms uh, of collectibles? I, I, are you
1: surprised how uh, much it's gotten a foothold in our hobby? Yeah,
5: yeah, I am. I'm not a big proponent of it. Uh, you know, I've talked to uh, a couple of my, my dear friends in the, in the, in the hobby, uh, some, of the, some of the big auction, <laughs> auction houses, and we've had some, some, some interesting conversations about it. Uh, listen, again, if, if you can't afford, you know, I, I, how, do, how do I put this? If you can't afford a piece of a Wagner card, then I can I can clearly see uh, investing in a pot of a Wagner Cup. yeah share of it. It, it yeah I mean it's you know it's like a pot of a four hundred one k or an IRA but me personally I want to be able to hold the item in my hand and touch the item you know uh, so fractional buying uh, there's a segment a large segment of the hobby uh, that uh, uh, is into it personally I'm I'm on the fence.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm kind of the same way. I've had Ezra Levine on a couple times. Great, a, guy. Great, a great
5: guy.
2: He's a great guy,
1: and he's a uh, you know he's a collector, and he, yeah. he knows what he knows what's going on. But um, it we'll we'll see. Time will tell. Well, uh, Tom, thank you very much for your uh, time just one today. thing, Jeff. If yeah. I may,
5: I want to give a shout out to. Uh, I know you, uh, this is audio, but I'm I know but we can see it, Joe. I'm holding up the book here. Um, I can't thank the people that really. Uh, really were a big help, were the people that, uh, if you look at the cover of the book, for instance, I mean, all the, the memorabilia and photographs uh, in the book were all originals. Um, and I can't thank, you know, uh, uh, Mike Hefner from Leland's and the guys from Heritage and Dave Kohler from SCP. They opened up their homes to us and our photography people. And we went in and just, uh, you know, we were able to use any of the uh, memorabilia uh, that we wanted uh, for the page breaks and for the cover. And, uh, you know, that's, I think, has a lot to do with what uh, what made the book such a success.
1: So. Yeah, it's a great looking book, guys. It's the Diamondbacks Collection. You can find it at Tom. It's or you can go to amazon.com. It's full color book. The images are fabulous. The writing's great. It takes you uh, really into Ken Kendrick's collection, who is managing partner of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Make sure you listen and watch Tom in his Sports Collectibles video podcast, which is called The Great American Collectibles Show. It is on Wednesdays from 6.30 to 7. He hosts it along with Rico Petricelli, former Red Sox great, and John Molari uh he uh, tom has many other books go you can check out all his books at tom zapala media that's t-o-m-z-a-p-p-a-l-a media.com you can also get all his books available on amazon uh tom i really want to thank you for your time today my pleasure catching up with you
5: take care bye
1: well another one in the books i can't believe we've already done we've done 42 episodes this year so far not including our um our national shows we had three or four mm-hmm. national shows we had a couple of but we had our live show then we had a couple of bonus shows out there up there so we're we we've got a lot of a lot of content out there we're, we're doing a lot a lot of stuff it doesn't include the radio show
2: either there so it's I mean, yeah we've been uh, we've had a busy year here in 2022 but going pretty
1: well i think yeah well i just want to thank tom tom's apollo for joining us uh he he's a he's a pro he, i love talking to him he he uh he collects t206s and uh, some of the old older stuff and it's great to talk to him about collecting and about his new book. So make sure you check that out. That's available. Uh you can go to tomzapolomedia.com uh to find that. I also want to thank our uh our friend Les Wolf for joining us. Uh more from Les Les is awesome. As I said, I just serve him up for lesson. He hits him out of the park every time. So it's great to talk to Les. I want to thank uh Patrick Pass for joining me at the uh Northeast sports card show recently george pep and his team uh for arranging that we got patrick pass for for five or ten minutes so it was nice to talk to him uh next week we have buddy curry who was a linebacker for the Atlanta falcons uh for eight seasons in, in the 80s so we talked to we talked to buddy about his career and about signing autographs um anything else drew anything else you want to add before i let you go yeah i think we pretty well covered everything just uh yeah i think we're pretty good there All right, guys, everyone. Thank you for listening. Everyone happy. uh, Have a a great week. We got uh, Halloween coming up next week. Any plans for Halloween? Um, No, not right
2: now. Just, uh, just, yeah, don't really have anything going on. Probably just buy a bag of Reese's cups and sit there and eat them.
1: (laughs) Drew's on the lay low. Drew is laying low. He, he i i feel like drew is just like um uh, like a praying mantis. he's just sitting there sitting there sitting there and then like two weeks he's gonna just like come out and and have this like huge announcement or some some <laughs> great, great great thing like you know he signed a record deal and he's going on tour or <laughs> right.
2: i was sitting all for thanksgiving you know that's that's what's like all right let's go out there and you know get crazy there on on that day you're traveling you're going to uh ohio for thanksgiving you- uh, no probably just gonna be staying around locally here the uh, bass player in my band actually said yeah we're doing like a friendsgiving thing with uh, you know any friends who want to come over for thanksgiving we'll you know bring a bring a dish or something I'm like i am totally there because jen and i didn't really have any plans at all for it and then he mentioned that and i'm like okay we're in so we'll go ahead and do that so that's about it for that but i mean i'm totally good with that anything involving thanksgiving food i'm 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 all about it
1: all right. Well, guys, tell your friends what we're doing, please. We appreciate your listening. Spread the word about TTM casts, how how much uh, craziness we talk about and how great Drew is a, as a football picker. And uh, we, we thank you for your listener. Send us an email to TTMcast at Yahoo.com with all your suggestions. Again, thank you, everyone. Have a safe week. Wishing everyone many happy returns. We'll see you next week.